Some of these podcasts were recorded just prior to Toby Hooper's tragic passing on the 26th of August, 2017. So we've chosen to only discuss his death in our final wrap-up episode. Hello and welcome to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel and our Texas Chainsaw Massacre retrospective podcast where every Friday we'll be covering a new installment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. The We Are Geeks podcast series is published by WeAreTesselate.com and We Are Geeks is not affiliated with any of the rights holders of the films referenced and no infringement is intended. Hello and welcome back to the We Are Geeks Horror Channel and this is our Texas Chainsaw Massacre Retrospective Franchise Podcast Specials. <clears throat> That's a mouthful, isn't it? Say it yeah. again. Wait, um, the tongue twister. This is our seventh episode where we're going to be discussing Texas Chainsaw 3D or just Texas Chainsaw. <laughs> I'm your host for our, all of these movies, Al White, and joining me for every single one is Justin Maraconda. Macaroni. Sorry, I got it wrong, man. Just, just in <laughs> macaroni lasagna. Hey, it's, it's me. <laughs> there he is. And Alison Holland. Hola. Hey there, Texas. Howdy. Um, how are you guys doing? Hey, so we're at the end of, of, the, of the pre-existing Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre films. The only one left is the one coming out next week, which is the brand new Leatherface. Uh, so you'd say it's brand new leather? Brand new leather. I haven't been worn in yet. Hasn't been worn in. No, I think this letter has definitely been worn in quite a yeah. bit by this point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've we've made it through the I first tried. seven movies. I feel not many people have made it through the first no. seven movies. Um, particularly- At least not all seven of them. Yeah. You got to be a super fan. And it is like when we started this, that was something we wanted to explore. Is like the super fans of this aren't really the same as the super fans of Jason. And those. You know, it, the first one has such prestige. But Leatherface doesn't, has never had... Yeah, the star quality that Jason or Freddy or Michael Myers have. Yeah, um, but that's part of the reasons we're here to discuss. We've all kind of said the problems we've had with the previous installments, things we liked, things we didn't, what we wanted. This film is a weird one because it's very much the same and yet very different. Yeah, mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but we'll get into it. Let's uh, begin the podcast like we normally do with a little bit of landscape of the year. Ali, two thousand thirteen. My favorite thing. Of every single podcast. It's 2013. <laughs> <laughs> it's 2013 and Ali. 2013. Um, we get to see what was in the top 20 that year. Uh, and I'll get to comment on all of them. I love commenting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Curious oh, if you'll man. have a comment for this. Number, Number 20. 20. <laughs> Fuck. It's already go. been a long day. It's Here late at night. <laughs> so bear with us. We gave Justin Coca-Cola. Oh, we did. Number 20. Identity Thief. I don't remember this film at all. I didn't see it. I saw a trailer. Is this Melissa McCarthy? Isn't it? Is it weird that? uh, Let's actually let's go through the list. Okay, nineteen. The Conjuring. Yeah, I mean that is a movie. It is now a universe. (laughs) The Conjuring. Yeah. Two Annabelle one and two. They're doing a spinoff with the nun lady, whatever her name is. Uh, I really like the first Conjuring movie a lot. James Wan, uh, who invented the Saw franchise. I thought you were saying who invented the saw. He invented the saw. I was like, dude, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that guy is a great lumberjack. Dead, no. But, uh, no, I really like Conjuring 1. Uh, there's this whole thing because he made Insidious and Conjuring at the same time, and they have some of the same actors in it, and they exactly the same yeah, storylines. Yeah, I was wondering about that. They got 
Because I was like, wait, didn't they really just... It's so weird. It's so weird. And you tend to either be like, you like one more than the other. I'm not a big fan of the Insidious films, but I really like the first Conjuring a lot. Second one? Yeah. The first one, I think, is a great roller coaster ride. Very nice. 18, we <laughs> I was have... like, I couldn't give a shit now. <laughs> Let me just get through it. Why? Why? N- number 18. <laughs> the Great Gatsby. Oh. It's been a while since yeah. Lerman. Since Baz, Baz he did anything. I guess he's doing the get down, but... Mm. Yeah, I, I, this movie, I'd never read the book and it broke my heart. Like, I loved the story so much. Yeah. But the movie, I hated. <laughs> but the story's so good. It's a it great soundtrack, heart. too. It's yeah. a really cool soundtrack. Yeah, I haven't finished the book. I always start it and then I get about one third in and then I put it down and then I just start reading t- turtles. It t- takes, takes a toll on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really, really great story. Yeah. yeah. Great characters. Yeah. The thing that broke in mine and Dito's friendship was he has his ringtone set as the sound effect when they play the green light in the movie. And because I listened to the soundtrack so much, I immediately knew what it was. Uh, and he flipped out and was like, nobody knows what that sound is. <laughs> and then we were friends. Uh, 17, we have American Hustle. American yeah. Hustle. I don't think it was all that. Yeah, it was I actually didn't see this. Jennifer Lawrence. It was okay. David O'Russell. People. Yeah. People. Uh, okay. 16. I did see this one. We're the Millers. I don't remember that. Oh, hang on. That's the one with, is that Jennifer Aniston? And Jennifer the... Aniston, Jason Sudeikis, yeah. the dude from Maze oh, Runner. With the eyebrows. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the eyebrow dude. No, I didn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty funny. I enjoyed it. You sure? Am I sure? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Ask me again. 15, we have The Heat. Another oh, Melissa man. McCarthy. Was that, was that 2013? Yep. No yeah. way. The That's Heat was 2013? Yeah, dude. Fuck. And Sandra Bullock. Man. Good year for Melissa. Well, yeah. bad year for us. Okay. <laughs> wow. 14, The Croods. I did see this. Oh, my God. What is this year? What's going <laughs> on here? It was a weird year, man. It's 2013. It's like the weird, you know, 2012 was supposed to be the end of the world. So everyone's like, well, the world's going to end anyways. Remember? Croods. Jesus Christ. Yeah. 13, World War Z. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. we're getting the sequel now. None yeah. of these are great films. Are you depressed yet? Yeah, I'm pretty depressed. 12, Thor. Dark oh, Jesus. Colon. Arguably <laughs> the, the worst world. Marvel movie. <laughs> the Dark World. Oh, even worse. Yeah. Yeah, definitely the worst Marvel movie. Yeah. <laughs> 11, we have Star Trek Into Darkness. Into darkness. Oh, not great. It's a dark I mean, year. This is not good films. Uh, this 10. is not good films. This is not good. I don't even know how this got, I don't even know how this got to number 10. Yeah, I don't either. Oz the Great and Powerful. No way. Yep. Yeah. Really? Yep. I mean, I didn't see it because I didn't think I didn't either. <laughs> Who's going to see this really movie? Bad. Email us, please. <laughs> yeah. James Fran- Frankel fans. Yeah. Frankel. James Frankel <laughs> fans. <laughs> Number nine, Fast and Furious 6. There it is. I mean, it's a movie. Eight, The Hobbit. Colin. The Desolation of Smog. Wow, was that only four years ago? It was finishing up. Did, it, it sounded like you said 74 years ago. 74, 74. years ago. <laughs> Again, uh, none of these yet are a great movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, number seven is Monsters University. Um, yeah, it was fine. Did not see it. I didn't mind it. I thought it was fine. Um, not great. Didn't not see great. It. But fine. Okay. Number six was Gravity. Oh, I love Gravity. People loved yeah. Gravity. A lot of people hate it, but I think it's fantastic. I think from a director point of view, yeah. it's phenomenal. Yeah. I did enjoy gravity as I do in life. 
<laughs> Justin like just likes to dabble grounded. in a bit of gravity. <laughs> like a dabble a bit. Oh, yeah, I think that's just fantastic. I think I need Great some director. of that in my life. Number five, Man of Steel. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Hang on, in four years we've got Man of Steel and then Batman v Superman and now Justice League within the space of four years. Mm-hmm. All right, all right. <laughs> Continue. Number four, Despicable Me 2. Oh, God. Oh, man, this will piss time. you off. Number three, we have Frozen. Oh, God. It only gets better. It only gets better, man. We have Iron Man 3. I actually like Iron Man 3. The middle bit in particular. It's Shane Black. Um, great, great writer, director. Long Kiss Goodnight. Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Uh, he just did The Nice Guys, which is his best film. But Iron Man 3, you can sense that. You can feel him in there. Not enough of him. Marvel took over a bit for the ending. Yeah. But the middle bit's awesome. Um, and at number one, The Hunger Games Colon. Catching Fire. Oh, the best Hunger Games movie, I think. Yeah. Is that your favorite one? Yeah, the second one's the best by yeah. far. Very the first nice. one was just like, whoa, what the heck? Mm, first one's yeah. fine. Yeah, there's a lot of crazy shaky cam when they didn't even have shaky. Yeah. I'm like, this is a wide, why is it shaking? You don't even have a shaky wide. <laughs> why? It was good. Like, <laughs> and then the last two's just kind of drab, gray war, yeah. which I'm patting off of. The second one's fun. It's kind of basically just battle royale properly. Yeah, like, but yeah. One blood. and two were the only ones that I did enjoy. Well, they have the games. The, <laughs> the other two games! don't have the in the title. The Hunger Games are not present in the. Well, other it's two a films. different kind of game. It's called the Game of Life. The Al. Game of War. <laughs> it's the Game of War, Game of Life, Game of Survival. What more do you need? I have to say, <laughs> other than gravity, what was number two? Iron, um, Iron, Iron Man 3. 3. Yeah, other than Gravity, that was a shitty fucking year for yeah. the box office anyway. Whoa, dude, you didn't like... Nope. Were the Millers? <laughs> Are the Croods? Or any Miss Justin, McCarthy? Maybe you can cheer us up with how what was going on with horror that year. Well, I'm glad you asked. 2013's Year of Horror got Carrie. That's a dreadful remake. Okay, well, we got... Curse of Ch- Chucky. Well, Chucky came back. Here's the weird thing about Curse of Chucky, and you're about, you can learn a lot more about it at the moment as we're doing this podcast because our Chucky podcasts are going up. Um, but, just a little preview. What's weird about it, they went away from it for ages and then they came back to basically reboot it, remake it, restart it, whatever. And they brought back the same dude who'd written every single one and created Chucky to then write it and then direct it. And it's like, wouldn't you want new blood? It was yeah. really weird. Get new blood. You feel like he's already said everything he has to say about this little yeah. doll dude. Well, he's got, you know. But he took it back to more spooky roots. With he's the he's got a second wind. He's had a different age, different outlook. It's true. It's true. It was remarkably still the same sort of thing. But, you know, we talked about the other day about lead protagonists in horror movies in wheelchairs are hard to do. And we talked about that on Texas Chainsaw Nelson 1. in this. Curse of Chucky. That's the one with the mm-hmm. lead female in a wheelchair. Whoa. That's crazy. Right. What else? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I almost said Curse of Chunky, but because I was looking at the next one, which is The Conjuring. We talked about it already. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> Evil Dead. What? Yeah. One of my favorite horror films of all time. Nice. The original and the remake. But I think the remake is fantastic. Nice. First was that time f- I traveled with you was to a cabin in the middle of South Dakota <laughs> and I was with you and Nate and did not know either of you well at all and we watched this movie. Nice. Yep, that was the first horror movie I made you watch. That was your there. test. And then I went to my room and was like cried. I'm by myself with two men that I don't know in were the you, middle Were you freaked of out? You seem so cool I about it. I wasn't freaked out but I was just like this is a weird situation to be in and then I went to my room and I FaceTimed Lada and was like 
They're both really nice, and I'm getting to know them, but this feels weird. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't know that. No, no, no. It was a test. We talked about this. You passed. (laughs) It was my test. I feel bad now because that's one of those moments. You know when you're hanging out with someone? It wasn't like you two were being creepy. It was just like... Well, he fell asleep. In any other situation... Yeah, he fell asleep during every movie we watched. That's nice. I was like, in any other situation, this would be weird. (laughs) This would not be... a horror movie. Yeah. It was just funny coincidental setting mm-hmm. in like a big giant cabin but as, but as you can tell she remembers it very vividly i know i don't i remember it because i remember being oh is this is this weird to show people this guy who's a nasty movie it's a really nasty movie yeah. but in a really cool way yeah well she clearly she remembers it I don't know, and she's bad. holding that grudge uh i'm which, still here which brings us to leave. hatchet three this is the the third installment from the hatchet books it is directed by adam green i'm just kidding no he used to turn up to the london fight fest every year and he's come back this year um lovely guy lots of enthusiasm he's made some good films this isn't really one of them yeah well i said hatchet like the book but this, this is not the hatchet it could book. be a book yeah. no one knows but did you sure. read the hatchet i'm guessing you didn't no. neither of you did the yeah. hatchet oh it's actually a really good book it's like a young adult's book this kid uh is in a plan then he crashes and hmm. he survives and it's 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 cool don't know it's really cool i was never a, a book person adult. i was never <laughs> a book reader <laughs> yes okay number last uh number <laughs> last <laughs> v h s two have you seen any of these these are no. um no these are found footage anthology horror movies um, and they're made by the great contemporary horror directors and basically they start off with like someone coming into this sort of house that they find and there are these snuff looking sort of VHS cassettes and all these TVs and then they put them in and start playing them and each time they play one you see what was on the VHS cassette and it's always these like found footage stories um, and different things. They're pretty good for I Hate Anthology and they're pretty good. Okay, so it's just them playing the movie and then it just hops into it? Yeah, it's just like horror shorts basically but they're sewn together in an anthology way with an overall story. Oh, that's cool. But what happens to like the people that are watching them? Do things happen to them? Go see a movie, dude. Go see a movie. Yeah, they do. And then in between each one, okay. like, and depending on each, there's VH, there's VHS is one, it, VHS two, and a VHS viral. I think the third one's called. Is it, does each VHS like it's just one VHS where they're watching, or is it just no, a whole bunch of just different people at different places? No, it's well, they're different. Each film's different with yeah. how they approach it. Okay. I think it was the first or second one where they go to like they break into this house and they're yeah, making they... their own found footage VHS thing, oh. and then they find all these VHSs when they're in there, and then that. So it's a VHS. It's Inception. It basically, it's a tape within a tape within a tape. Oh, cool, awesome. Well, that concludes 2013. 2013, pretty not. A, I mean, you got two for me, two great horror films, Conjuring and Evil Dead. Yeah, um, and they're really great, I think, um, but not great here for box office films disappointed so uh, somewhere in the midst of all that texas chainsaw 3d apparently didn't hit the top 20 nope what was the bottom one in the top 20 mm. identity thief yeah it couldn't be that 21 is grown-ups 22 the wolverine oh yeah 23 wow. lone survivor yeah all right let's stop talking yeah, so no, many bad films happening. Oh, wolf not. of wall street came out that year as well what that's that 27 oh fuck me come on people that's a great movie this is very interesting isn't it? I love I love these things. Pacific Rim, <laughs> and this is the end. Also came out, and all right. Before everybody tunes out, <laughs> let's get back to people here to listen to Texas Chainsaw 3D, directed by John Lucenhop. I think that's how you say it. I'm not sure. Who directed Lockdown and Takers, two movies I've not seen. Written by Adam Marcus, who also wrote a film. Jason, you and I have uh, Jason, Justin. Uh, yes. That was a Freudian slip of ever. 
a film that you and I have encountered before called Jason Goes to Hell, colon, The Final Friday. Yes. Do you remember when New Line brought out Jason and redid him and then people were eating his brains and going crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The dude who wrote this, or one of the people who wrote this, also wrote that. Oh, wow. That's actually surprising. Uh, Deborah Sullivan also wrote it. Kirsten Mac, uh, Macaroni. Macaroni. Who went on Mac- to write a film called Exeter, which was, re- which was then directed by a friend, Marcus Nispel, who directed the Texas Chainsaw Massacre reboot. And Stephen Susco, who also wrote The Grudge remake. He wrote Red um, and Viral. Stars Alexandra Daddario as Heather Miller. Uh, this lady was in recently Baywatch. She's in San Andreas 1 and 2. She's in True Detective, Squid and the Whale. She's also I, in Percy uh, Jackson. Percy Jackson. Uh, is that one or two? I think it's two. Both. Isn't it? It's in both. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, but she really became famous because of All My Children. Um, all My Children. Then we've got Scott Eastwood, son of... Scotty. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> son of Scotty. Playing Carl. He's uh, been in some of his father's films, Flags of Our Fathers, Gran Torino. He was also in The Perfect Way, Fury, Suicide Squad, yeah, Fate of the Furious, Pacific Rim, Colon Uprising. <laughs> he was also in a uh, I'm going to slap both of you one of these days. Huh? So he's done car commercial stuff. Oh, yeah? Yeah. With anybody in particular? I think he did... Like a commercial with Gus. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. yeah. And Michael Pitt did as well. Interesting. Um, debuting, Trey Songs with a Z Songs. or a Z or whatever you want to say. He's playing Ryan. This is apparently is a dude who's famous. I don't know. I'm yeah. a famous guy. All the making of is a primitive him walking down the streets and girls just losing their mind. <laughs> uh, also starring Tanya Raymond uh, as Nikki. People will know her from the TV show right now called Goliath. But most people know her from Lost as the daughter of Ben. Um, and I know her from a great little uh, found footage horror TV show. <laughs> I, I know her from my personal life. Uh, no, I know her from... <laughs> you gave me a weird look there, Justin. <laughs> I know her from a little found footage. I know her from things we, that I can't we, divulge we. right now. <laughs> uh, I know her from Death Valley, which was a short-lived one-season uh, horror comedy TV show. It was really fucking cool. I like it a lot. It had cool. like a Naked Gun style humor to it. Mm-hmm. Also starring Sean Sipos as Daryl. He was in Final Destination 2, The Grudge 2, The Vampire Diaries, and Melrose Place. So Who is he in Vampire Diaries? I don't know, but he should feel well at home is here. Is his from name right there? I'll figure it out. Uh, also starring Karen Sanchez as Kenny. He was in American History X and Cherry Falls and Cake. Cake. With that Jennifer Aniston lady. Also starring in special, special cameos, Bill Mosley, now taking over the role, not of Chop Top, but of Drayton Sawyer. We'll get there. Gunnar Hansen, not of Leatherface, but of Boss Sawyer. Um, and Dan Yeager, who plays the new Leatherface. Now, this dude, uh, this was the second movie he'd ever done. And he went on to be in things that are not notable. But he was also in Sharknado 4, colon, The Fourth Awakens. The Force <laughs> Awakens? No, The Fourth Awakens. Oh, <laughs> it's the fourth Sharknado. Uh. Now... So, the budget of the last movies, because we're getting to a little roundup here before we get into new ones. So I want to recap quickly. First film, it's hard for them to say 100,000, maybe maybe 300,000 max, but probably 150. Second film, 4.7 million. Third film, 2 million. Fourth film, $600,000. Fifth film, the, the remake, 9.2 million. All right, all right. The, the next one, 16 million. How much do you think this one made in the, in a, against all of these things? How much did it make? Sorry, that? how much did, was it? Was it was the budget? Sorry. 12 million. 12 mil? So kind of a little bit less than last time because they yeah. learned from their mistakes. But I'll say 10 in the 12. 
20 million dollars oh i was gonna say 20 uh, by far the most expensive this cost twice as much as the last remake uh, that we saw from michael bay it grossed 47 million worldwide. Um, oh, that's not a lot. Is well, yeah. So mo- mostly we've been reading USA figures, but the last one made 51 million worldwide at half the budget. Well, no, two thirds the budget. Uh, remember that remake Michael Bay did made 107 million worldwide at half the budget. This one made 47. Still a return. Yeah. Well over double just on that. Not even going into digital. Not going to DVD. Not going to Blu-ray. So it's making good money. Like as a film return, it's great. But that's the weird thing with these horror franchises. They expect them to make 10 times their money back. Yeah. You know? um, this film, and I counted, has 18 producers. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so there's a lot of people pulling a lot of strings. That's why they had such a high budget. You have to pay everybody. There'd be 20 people. Each, 18 people, you said? How many 18 pro- producers. So it's, you know, like a million a producer. Just about. <laughs> yeah, there's and a lot of Two points. million goes rest. rest. That honestly and- might be, yeah, why... It was deemed a bit of a failure because the money it was good money back, but if you're splitting it that many ways, but they probably yeah. got paid out. Who knows? Who knows what goes on? I will tell you, there's quite a lot to say about this movie, so let's just get through some of it. Uh, so in 2007, Platinum Dunes announced that they would abandon the franchise, and in 2009, I believe it was New Image. Uh, that's the company that produces. I think it was them themselves who bought the rights once it elapsed. There's a producer called Carl Mazzocone. Um He flew out to meet the original writers not toby hooper um but the other guys um i forget Henkel. their names now yeah Kent henkel and what's the other guy called fuck we'll look it up uh but he went to read the original two rights owners and basically convinced them he wanted to buy the property for them he said he offered them a ton of money um, so they had to pay for that as well that's probably not included in the budget of the movie um and he wanted he said he was telling them because he had been involved with the saw movies that he wanted to create a huge franchise said i want to make like six to seven pictures um and we're gonna like you turn him into an anti-hero and we're gonna completely like change the perception of what this is going to be and make this cool thing so they sold it to him um they originally planned actually for a new trilogy i'm not sure which way around this went because sort of he said that but i know they also originally intended for a new trilogy the second film was going to come out first and was going to be set entirely in a hospital with you having no idea really what was going on then the next film would be the first film, as in a prequel, uh, which would explain why they ended up in a hospital. And then the third film would complete the storyline, um, but the producers feared it was too ambitious <laughs> and risky, so they ended up opting simply for a follow-up to the original movie. And that was kind of their plan, was wipe slate clean of two, three, four, and both the <laughs> reboots from Michael Bay, and just come straight in fresh with a, there's the first one and this, and that's it. Yeah. Uh, in, I watched all these making ofs, and the writers clearly weren't fans of the Platinum Dunes uh, remake. Uh, they kind of sort of backhandedly, they don't go, they don't say it outright, but they start talking about how it's bad to make a uh, uh, remake that's too close to the original, um, and that really you need to swing for the fences. And I do kind of admire this. They say, like, even if you miss, you should swing for the fences and try to do something brave and different. Yeah. Um, and then you should still be applauded because at least you tried. Um, yeah. Otherwise, we just end up having the same films again and again and again, and it's just better technology yeah exactly so i admire them for that um they really wanted to humanize leatherface that was a big thing they want to make him like said the anti-hero by the end of the film and then set it up yeah for six more sequels um so they were really trying to drive and when we get to the synopsis and into the film we'll get to it but they wanted to make the mob feel worse than anything leatherface had done so they wanted to make sure that you sympathized with him they're aware apparently when you added up there's like a 10-year gap that doesn't work with timings and stuff which they're aware of 
and one of the I think it's the writers is actually in the making of gun we really hope no one will notice which for starters you're saying it in the making of for seconds horror fans they notice yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you can't ever presume that your your fans who you're banking on liking your movie are stupid um, but whatever uh, they were worried about the line between making an homage and making and plagiarizing from the original they wanted to kind of walk the line right what you not yet had at it but you don't completely rip it off mm-hmm. yeah um, so the director actually came in originally to do rewrites on the script and he ended up rewriting it so much he, they just let him direct it at the end of the day. He had never made a horror film before. Hmm. Um, and when you watch him in all the making of footage, he's the most cheerful horror director I've ever seen. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't really, I don't know if he really knows what he's doing, but it just looks very sweet. Like he clearly knows what he's doing technically, but like he's just sort of, sort of like, oh, here we're doing this thing now and it seems all fun and stuff and he doesn't <laughs> have any of that freneticism a horror director normally has. Yeah. Um, which, you know, we'll see if that worked or not. They went to make it in 3D because 3D obviously was a big rage in 2013. Yeah. Um, they uh, knew that it was going to cause some problems. It was a film where the 3D guy actually got to be on set throughout the whole thing and was consulted and he said it was the first time a film had let him do that where he was truly involved with the making of the movie all the way through. Yes. Um, but it does make you mean 3D technology, as they all said, it's a science and you sacrifice a lot. Like you can't, yeah, have things in the front of frame, blocking things or out of focus. You can't use dirty, you know, you can't have people talking over each other and have the regular dirty. Um, yeah. Sorry for people <laughs> listening. Dirty is out of focus um, because they'll just like pop off the edge of screen and it like fucks with your eyes what's happening. Yeah. So you have to really make a much blander movie when you're watching in 2D. Um, and yeah, they wrote a much bigger budget. Uh, film than they got to make which obviously always happens um so they did they had to cut back um a lot and we'll get to some of those things uh yeah one of the writers though did say it's wonderful when you make these films because your producers keep telling you oh don't make it too scary and cut that out because it's too gory he said like who do you think your audience is (laughs) they're here for this to be scary no they just they want to have a little spook (laughs) exactly um Okay, I'm going to check for my notes or anything else. All right, so there's a lot of other little things, but we'll get to them um, as we get through the story. You guys ready? Yep. Ready. <laughs> uh, I was excited to get back to this one, so just clarify, you two were brand new to this. Yep. I saw it when it came out in 2013, and I have not seen it since. I had foggy recollections of actually kind of liking it, even though it was... I remember thinking it's dumb. I saw it in 3D. The 3D was actually kind of cool. Um, but I kind of liked it. Like, and I wasn't a Texas Chainsaw fan. I just liked that Michael Bay remake, and that was about it at that point. Um, but I remember just thinking, well, this is fun, stupid, whatever. Mm-hmm. So we open with shots from the original movie. And no narrator. No narrator. No, yeah. No Star Wars no stuff. The um, first one. Yeah, and we just shot straight from the first movie, and they've just kind of like put some effect over it, and they put yeah. some sort of bleed on like the lighting and stuff to make you feel probably in three D that it pops a bit more. I'm guessing. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, how do you guys feel about this? I kind of like it. Yeah, it was a cool way of telling the past. Was <laughs> <laughs> to literally the see the past? Yeah, you can literally see the past. So were you expecting this? Because you go through this and then immediately afterwards you cut to exactly what happened the minute after yeah. the first film. Well, within an hour of the first film finishing. Yeah. Were you expecting this? No. No. <laughs> End of story. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I was assuming they were just like, all right, well, all of the films up until now have had this little narrator writing the story and speaking, and they were like, we're going to show it in a different way. So yep. I was happy they like kept going from there. That was interesting. Yeah, I was interested in, to see how they were going to start it. I didn't really legitimately think it was going to be like, hey, the past, here we are now, just a couple minutes after what just ended in the first one. It's a little hard to do when one of your main characters has passed. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Well, yeah. We'll yeah. So you have to plant past. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you go straight in from the footage from the last one. They then like, could they get you go and buy that truck from the iconic ending of the first one, and then they show you that truck again just mm-hmm. to really embed it. And yep, this is straight away off after that first one. I didn't. I don't think I appreciated that when I saw this film because I hadn't seen the originals in such a long time. Yeah. Um, but if you were a super fan of the series, it probably was pretty you exciting. Would yeah, it was, it was really cool. Uh, you didn't see the guy smeared all on the ground and stuff. But, no, it's true. It was all on the ground. But, well, maybe they mopped him up by that point. Yeah, it's true. Because they kind of had it on lockdown. Yeah. And she had already gone and reported it, and then it'd come back yeah. and stuff. So. Um, but yeah, and then we're following this cop uh, who, who's coming into the family who have now bought themselves away in the house. So, first of all, the house. Is anyone wondering how the house is there? Yeah. Because it's been a long time since this movie was made. Yeah. Uh, so this bit and most of the movie was actually shot in Louisiana. Louisiana. And this was on an army base. They rebuilt the entire house. Wow. And they rebuilt it inch by inch as much as they possibly could from reference photos from the time, from just watching the movie and wow. pausing it, basically. Um, and it's a really lovely, and I really recommend it, even if people hate this movie, I recommend you watch and i'm sure it's on youtube but it's a making of where you have all the cameos we're about to get coming onto set um and sally was one of them as well um and they all come onto set and you, they film the moment they get out of the car and they see the house and it's so weird for them they walk inside and they're like saying how strange it is because it feels like it did 30 i think it was like 35 years ago at that point 37 mm-hmm. years ago yeah. um and walking through the house and stuff and like yeah the, they've like you know cut out the bit from the door and stuff from the first one and just then the chicken now is fake rather than real. She's like there and going, oh, I'm really happy the chicken's here, but I'm glad it's not real like last yeah. time because you just wanted to throw up. Um, and it's really sweet. It's generally moving. And then you have, yeah, there's, there's uh, Gunnar Hansen. He's back. Uh, so Gunnar Hansen played Leatherface in the original movie. He is the beardy dude who's sitting by the window. Um, so they've created a new family here. Yeah. There's a lot of people. <laughs> it's a really big family. It's, they, it's, yeah. <laughs> you seem really yeah. upset about this. Yeah, no, no, I was at first. Like, what the? F-? Yeah, at first I was just like, what? I was just confused. I was like, if this is going directly from where we ended in the first one, where did all of these people come from? Yeah. And how did they get there so fast? Yeah, and why did we not know who they were earlier? It definitely throws you off in the beginning. Um, and then that bearded dude, when he delivers, I was like, what the? F-? No. If the rest of the movie is like this, with these people or this fucking family, done. I'm out. Because it's just didn't make sense. Yeah. Didn't make sense why there's that many people there. Just I don't know in that hour time, two hours time span or whatever, when the police got there. Yeah, it's an interesting decision, and they definitely did it for two reasons. Like one is they so they did have a thing of saying, well, look, the one thing from the sequels is that they seem to have introduced, even though they're kind of ignoring the sequels, obviously. They are saying that there were, you know, there were a lot of other people. By the time you get Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, there's all these different people who are involved with the family. Yeah. And there's a the whole thing with Gunnar Hansen saying, well, I guess, like, 
you know, we always thought it was just us when we made the first movie, but I guess they had a big extended family of cousins yeah. and everyone was crazy. And they do acknowledge it's kind of stupid. The re- real reason, of course, is fan service. They wanted to get Gunnar Hansen back in. He came in. He yeah. then got to actually talk on set to Yiga, the new Leatherface, and explain yeah. to him what his approach was, what, you know, saying, you don't have to do this, but this is how I approach the character. Yeah. We had this whole thing of saying he thought underneath the mask there wouldn't even be a face. He was just like this entity, basically. And, um, had no personality and all of these yeah, interesting stuff. And then, of course, we've got Bill Mosley, who played Chop Top in Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and he's taken over um, as the cook uh, in this film. Yeah. Because uh, it would also be crazy. If, I mean, if, you know, Cook was still alive, he would have looked really, really old, though. Yeah. Yeah. He would have. But sadly, yeah, he had passed yeah. away um, previously. Um yeah so it was kind of a big thing for Bill Mosley to come in and and take over that part and he does it very respectfully in the making of Um, there's a bit at the end of the making of as well where he's getting into a van and he he just gives his chopped up line of was it lick my plate dog dick just as he's getting to dick. they all just seem kind of sad that well particularly Bill Mosley that the movie's not about them that's the thing they're all just like oh I wish the movie was about me Um, weirdly we talk on the other podcast about how Rob Zombie had ripped off from Texas Chainsaw with a thousand House of Thousand Corpses and then Devil's Rejects. The Devil's Rejects opening. Do you, did you ever see it, Justin? The sequel to House of Thousand Corpses. Oh, no. So it's a completely different genre from House of Thousands. The Devil's Rejects opening is literally this. Exactly this. Wait. It so is they re- them in the house with the police coming and then it all gets like into a big gunfight and then some of them don't manage to run away, basically. And then you follow them on the run, essentially, in a kind of from dusk till dawn sort of weird way. Hmm. Um... When did that come out? Did it come out? It came out before this. Yeah, it was yeah. 2005, so it was a long yeah. time before. So they just copied. They're like, oh, you want to copy us? We're copying you. Yeah, it's this weird cycle of influence yeah. um, going on. Gunnar Hansen, though, yeah, the weird uh, bitty dude who played Leatherface in the original. Lovely, lovely man in the making ofs, by the way. And he has this sort of sadness in the making ofs, mm-hmm. which yeah makes sense because very sadly, two years later, he died um, of pancreatic cancer at age 68. Um yeah. And this ended up being his last role. Mm. Was this one? Was uh, this also was was it his first role? Yeah, um, I think it was. Yeah. Oh man, it was. So that it was his is... first and his last role was not playing Leatherface, but being yeah in one of these movies. Um, and of course, the twenty-something actor who originally played Grandpa in the original, he was still alive, so he comes back for a very brief cameo as Grandpa. This, as Grandpa. Yeah, I saw Grandpa in there. <laughs> Had the hammer in his hand too. So he is now. In in well, I don't know if he's in the Guinness World Book of Book of Records, but he is a record holder for the longest period of time between playing the same character. No one has ever reprised the same roles, same character with a gap of I think it's thirty eight years or whatever. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah, that will never happen. Yeah, again. <laughs> unless no, there's not. Gonna nope, be <laughs> no one's gonna do it. It would have been if somebody got to play their role again in Beauty and the Beast. Right. No, actually, that would still have been How short. Years was that? that would only be like twenty something. I think. When was Beauty and the Beast? It was ninety three or ninety six. Oh, yeah, it's no. like, yeah, it wouldn't have been that long. I don't know. Uh, Gunnar Hansen also in the making of does a lovely oh, little. He does a yeah. lovely little middle finger to the remake. Um, he's standing by the metal door, and he says, "I've gone the guy who played uh, Leatherface in Texas in the Michael Bay once." Um, but he, he says, like, this is how that dude shuts the door in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake. And he gradually just, like, <clears throat> shuffles it along really slowly. Uh-huh. And he opens it and again and goes, 
this is how the real man does it. And he just goes, <laughs> and just shoves it really quick and fast. Oh, man. That's really cool. Ouch. Um, but yeah, they're all sort of there. It's really fan service. That's what we've got going on here. Um, and if you're a fan of the series, it's great. And for me, someone at the time, I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. I didn't appreciate any of it. I was like, oh, that's Bill Mosley. But I knew him at that point from House of Thousand Corpses and the Devil's Rejects. Um, but coming back to it this time, I was kind of like, this is cool. You get to see, like, not the real gang, but the, all these the actors. family. Exactly. It was pretty cool. Um, and then the police come in and then you get this lynch mob of uh, angry Texan Hicks basically just (laughs) driving in all angry I think it's fine to call these ones Texan Hicks is that not like it? I don't know Um, no? (laughs) (laughs) excellent that one in the room there's a Texan Hick right now are you a Texan Hick I don't know do I look like those guys? careful careful you're you're walking a fine line there (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, so they turn up and a whole gunfight basically breaks out. Pew, 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 and pew, pew. <laughs> Yeah, like it's just a big old occasion. They start acting like dicks, start shooting the place up. Then they kettle bomb the place. Uh, Leatherface runs off. Really, we get like one tiny shot of him just running away. Yeah. Um, and then they burn the whole house down, which on the outside looks awesome because they built this thing on an army base in Louisiana and they burn it down on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that CGI fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, not looking too cool. And then the cop is all pissed, and the lead guy from the, hen- the lynch mob turns to him and says, What does he say to God? I quote him later, but. Something about eye for an eye. No, he says from the good book. Oh, you can't get around the good book. That's what he says to him. Um, yeah. yeah. Get around the good book. <laughs> really just to, you know, emphasize the bad characters we're going to get in this movie. Um. Yeah, and then they start the milling through the cinders. They find a chainsaw. Um, and then a girl gets out with a baby. And one of the mob finds her and takes the baby and kicks the woman's yeah. face in. <laughs> he kicks her in the face yep, and, she and she dies. dies. I think she got like a concussion and then went she to sleep and died. She looked pretty coherent and yeah. healthy. She looked dirty. Yep. No. But she... You she can die that dirt. I mean, she might have got smoke in the lungs, I guess. Yeah, Maybe. I think he probably, you know, kicked her and then she had a concussion and went to sleep and then just never woke back up. Yep. Because you can, you can die. That can from, happen. Yeah. I've seen that film, what was it, Awakenings with Robert De Niro? They just sit in one place. No? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Deep cut. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so they focus on this S sort of snake amulet that yeah. she has. Yeah. Sawyer. Sawyer. Which they all have now, which is so dumb. It's like yep. Harry Potter. But anyway um yeah so then this this lynch mob dude takes the baby over to his wife who's all elated about it and i got this for you (laughs) and then she's like oh it's burnt and it has like a little s part of the necklace has like burned onto the baby right that's what it was was it because i was confused for a bit i was like was it a birthmark is it i'm assuming it's from like the mom holding yeah that makes sense the necklace hitting yeah that's actually, that's actually smart writing. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. In my head, I was like, do they brand all of their kids? <laughs> no, no, no. You are a Sawyer now. You're a Sawyer. Don't you ever forget. So yeah, we do suddenly have the presence of women in this house, which was not in the first Texas film whatsoever. But yeah. now we have women and children and the whole family unit. Definitely trying to make them feel like they don't seem like bad people when they turn up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was just more like, he he's not that smart. He accidentally, you know. Yeah. Killed the people. Killed people. And their crazy cousin, which... They just kind of like made you forget about the cousin. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's definitely a very forced opening to try and make you go, oh, the local Texan's bad, Sawyer yeah. family unjustly murdered. But if you're following on from, because we just had those cutscenes of the first film. Yeah. I'm like, no, they were really no, they, nasty peoples. They killed people and ate them. They even did that. their faces. Yeah, their grandfather sucked the finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With real blood. Yeah. yeah. Um, he may not have known that at the time. Yeah. And then we get a hard cut to someone cutting meat. Um, and we are introduced to our real protagonist. This is Alexandra Daddario playing Heather Miller. Um, and she's... Meet the Millers. She's a... <laughs> yeah, she's a meat cleaver person. Not the same year. In a supermarket. How believable is this, <laughs> this girl? <laughs> she the, really does wear the appropriate clothing for it. So yeah. She does. She does. I can see it. Yeah. Um, and then she comes out and meets her, her friend, my presuming best friend, because we meet no others, uh, yep. called Tanya. Well, called Nikki, played by Tanya. I'll probably keep referring to her as Tanya because that's all she has in my head. Um, uh, whose boobs are just out from this point out for her yep. movie. Yep. She's, you know, dress, not in dress code violation at all. No, she's wearing her uniform. Yeah. You just... Heather is. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. no, no, so no. is Nikki. Oh, is Nikki working there as well? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't get that's that. That's that other girl walks up and is like, so-and-so needs you at the front. She's wearing the same, like, green, green. striped top. Oh, wow. Except hers is Except bun. Nikki's yeah. is, like, unzipped yeah, to her belly button. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, it's hot. It's a Texas summer. <laughs> well, yeah, we'll get to that. It was hot. Um, <laughs> it's a very recurring theme with this, these films, that the heat does cause trouble uh, with production. Then we are introduced to uh, our lead character, Heather's boyfriend, Trey Songz, who plays Ryan, who is topless weightlifting? It, at first. Dancing? What's he doing? He's boxing. Boxing, boxing yeah. Also, when, when it first introduced him, I didn't get that was her boyfriend. I thought it was like a roommate. Oh, really? Yeah, because uh, he was just super casual about it. And you go like, oh, what's up, babe? Or whatever. He had a little... Like, he just like boxed and he was like flirty. I'm like, oh. Eye. Is that because there's no chemistry between the two of them? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was no chemistry. Because when she walks in and he's like boxing, he's like, hey, what's up? Like, you know, not, oh, hey, babe. Or just, hey, you. There was no like yeah, chemistry. Yeah, there's no intimacy. Yeah. And then... The, he, he throws that sucking on her neck yeah. and like oh you're supposed to be dating yeah got it but then you still go oh you guys are like roommates with benefits kind of thing <laughs> yeah because it went like that be. that's what I was thinking for a while she doesn't seem to care too much about we'll get there yeah <laughs> many things yeah um, yeah so we're immediately get the impression of right this is girl we thought you know Jessica Biel was obviously a very attractive lady and there's some attractive men in Texas Chainsaw and Michael Bay's one this is a team of ridiculously good-looking people who are just... Like, he's topless immediately from the first scene. The yeah. girls are both kind of boobs or midriffed out from the first scene. Yeah. yeah. We, okay, we understand what kind of movie we're in for. Yeah. <laughs> Straight away. A comedy. Yeah. <laughs> a light-hearted uh, nice. rom-com for the family. Um, and, yeah, then Heather's making pictures with tiny bones. Yep. <laughs> a little bit of a like, red look, flag. It runs in the family. <laughs> like, it's it's... It, I, it's such a fucking bizarre opening in this movie of they're kind of trying to sell them as like they obviously look like preppy rich kids but then they're trying to sell them as like in this down and out apartment struggling yeah. and then in the next scene because she gets a notice that her grandmother died um, and then she goes to see her parents about it because she didn't know if she even had this grandmother and just it, it makes like, no sense super Texas hick 
and they're just these like even more so than when we first were introduced to them yeah yeah like four minutes ago (laughs) they just tell they're just like telling it's not their kid and they start just bitching at her and then the father says if i had half a mind i've just left you there out of nowhere she doesn't even argue with them yeah what i didn't even understand why they were so aggressive none of it made any sense i'm like wow did you guys raise her like this the whole time you're just like treating her like shit she never leave and how would she be how she is she's like perfectly i mean let's get past the fact that she's clearly like a model or something but she's perfectly nice yeah she's nice also she looks like she's mentally stable she's doing well they're doing horribly yeah it's so bewildering i want to know her backstory of growing up that's the story i want to see now (laughs) okay okay the early years of heather Oh man, it's just it, yeah. It's, it, let me just say, she's not the same Heather that drove the car where people couldn't turn around on that road. <laughs> <laughs> she was yeah, not she a could, she was she not a bitch. Around. But yeah, she's makes she's making a picture of these tiny bones. You immediately like, and I remember obviously the twist from the end of the film. Justin, you're calling it out right from the beginning, like right from the beginning. You're like, oh, she's gonna like the twist here is that she's gonna end up like being the baddie yeah. and teaming up with Leatherface, yeah. and you just called it out straight away. Yeah, it's it's. It's not Family science. forever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as soon as you know, as soon as you see, because you see like on her chest, the S. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're like, well, she's one of them. So yep. clearly, and we know if you're part of the family, you're going to do bad things. If you're part of the family, Sawyer's family. Do you think though maybe, uh, do you think maybe that if you're new to this franchise, a lot of people are guaranteed this was their first Texas film. Yeah. Um, Texas Chainsaw film. No, because <laughs> once you see her messing around with bone collage That's you just and you see you the just scar know. on the baby when they take the baby and then you yeah. see the scar on her no i get that but you might not get that she has to like we know because we've seen She's these films. if you're part of family yeah. you're gonna be a fuckhead basically <laughs> but if you're new to this series maybe you go oh she's the kid from that you know definitely the kid yeah but you don't you think. don't know she's gonna be evil maybe or well, not evil but you know yeah i mean we just ruined this podcast by just talking about the ending first but <laughs> i mean the movie starts off with her like butchering me like that's already the huge yeah like hey she's totally fine with this kind of stuff and then she's making bone collage you go all right well you just sealed I thought we said we all. didn't bring work home with us yeah and then you just go okay so <laughs> everyone else is gonna die she's gonna totally be a sawyer yeah it's and it's, make lots of art sawyer it's a, art it's a ridiculous opening sawyer. i went from that yeah. opening with the with the family straight away from the original thinking this is pretty cool it's nice that they're just going straight on from the original. Not many films would be bold. And then you're introduced to our kids and I'm like, this is just stupid. Yeah, it is. I don't even mind them being just... I don't mind it being stupid and just having a bunch of pretty models running around. I'm fine watching a dumb horror movie like that. But when the character's like, I don't believe that's her boyfriend. I don't believe those her parents brought her up. Yeah. <laughs> don't believe any it's of better. these things. It's yeah. better. Which she then goes to, to her boyfriend and says, like, you know what? I never felt right about them. <laughs> That's literally what she says about her parents when they say we're not your parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. So she also I... doesn't ever actually explain herself. No. He just like walks in and she's like, he asks how it is and she's like, oh, you know, it's just hard when your parents have been lying to you your whole life. And that's the end of the conversation. Yeah, that's cool. Are you going to fill him in? So we had some New Orleans or what? <laughs> so we get in the fuck out of town or what? Again, still don't know if that's her boyfriend or just her <laughs> dope ass roommate. It's DTF. So down they say, to fun. Because they down, down to, to fun. fun. <laughs> down to forensics. Yeah. Did they say because they're going to New Orleans, right? But then she's like, oh, but we need to go to Texas on the way. What is in New Orleans? I didn't understand that. Are they jazz aficionados? Like, 
And he just goes, Mardi Gras! Is it Mardi Gras? Even there, like, is it Mardi Gras? Yeah. Wait, because later on, we get his Halloween. Yeah. So it's not Mardi Gras, is it? Because yeah, when know. is Mardi Gras? Mardi Gras is like in... <laughs> we don't March? know. March? <laughs> it's May. in Mardi month. <laughs> Somebody wants Marty. to email us. You can email us and let us know. it's in March. Yeah. Marty March. Yeah, so yeah. if it was just something like, oh, they're going for Mardi Gras, or oh, there's a kick ass, like someone says, oh, there's this cool Halloween party we got to go to, or my friend, <laughs> my cousin Vinny's down in New Orleans, he's got to <laughs> go. My cousin Vinny's walking <laughs> around here. Hey! But there's nothing like that. <laughs> it's Tuesday, February 13th. I'm barely even. <laughs> That's Mardi Gras. 2018. Thank you. I barely even <laughs> caught they're going to New Orleans. I had to. I just jotted it down from like one sentence they said. Yeah. Well, they mentioned it twice. It was that right in the apartment. Then, and then later in the, in the car. car. Yeah, yeah. Where are they at the beginning? I, said, of this I was movie? trying to figure. I was like, are you not in Texas or are you just like <laughs> West <laughs> Texas? <laughs> and then you're going Where are they that you go also, to Texas? Also, to get the to license New plate. I don't know. The license plate. I don't even think it had an actual state on it. It was just numbers. They were like, we don't want to deal with this. You gotta, this up. I mean, they have to be up north to be because they're not in Texas. Because they said we have to go into Texas. Yeah. And they pick up the hitchhiker before they even get to Texas. It might be in Nevada. Yeah, because they tell him we have to make a stop in Texas. He's like, that's great with me. So which for starters, so we're about to get to him. They go, they go to pick up gas in the rain. There's a hitchhiker there. They nearly she run also, over. Also. For snacks, gets beef jerky. Oh, evil, evil. She's <laughs> really she into likes meat. the beef. She likes the meat. <laughs> <laughs> they tell him, "Yeah, we're heading New Orleans by Texas." He's like, "That's perfect. It's on my way." Here, now, I got sixty dollars. So if you give me the rat, oh, they hit him. Yeah, they yeah, hit him, and him. he's like, "I ought to sue you, but I'll just take some beef jerky." And here's sixty dollars. Yeah. Also, it's now, raining uncontrollably. Yeah. Allie, let's Hi. just play the game right now, shall we? There's three handsome dudes in this film. No, well, three and a half, three point five. I think fuck Mary Kill. But right now, no, there's oh, only. Oh yeah, we'll play that. Oh, that's yeah. Let's do that oh, later. I thought that's where there, that was. There was going. only spice this up. There was only two dudes. Well, you got you got tr- no hand. Yeah, you got Trey Songs. Hitchhiker. No, no, no. You no, got no. Hitchhiker. No, no, no. And then no. you got Eastwood later. Oh, I guess. Oh, yeah. not. I would not count not the other dude as necklace a handsome boy. dude. No. Well, also, I didn't really think he was. He's yeah. probably not interested in me. So when we're getting, I might be interested in you or Justin. When we, yeah, <laughs> very true. When, we, when we're getting to, or when we're talking about no chemistry in boyfriend girlfriend situations, Tanya is meant to be going out with this dude. With necklace dude. <laughs> yeah. Who is? Uh, what's his real name? Is that Sean Sipos? No, 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 that's the hitchhiker. No, that's... Where is, is he? Is he Kenny? Yeah, there he is. Karam Maliki Sanchez. Look him up. Yeah, I know him from American History X, and he's also in Punisher Warzone. Um, he's in quite a lot of stuff. He's actually a good actor normally. Yeah. Normally. Now, I know from the making <laughs> of, they said, he said when he read the script, they had him written as this, like, tattoos on his face, just piercings everywhere. And he was like, that's a very 90s thing. And like, it's clearly been written by people who grew up in the 90s. And he was like, that's not how it is now. And I'm a mm-hmm. young person. I'll help adapt him for the modern generation. Which means purple shirt and ear holes. That's like it. And he's a cook, yep. I think. He makes crepes. That's his signature move. Signature. Oh, typical. Gets all the ladies. <laughs> typical. Um, and she's meant to be dating this guy. Can you, I mean, in any, what world 
is Tony. Well, no, the second they, the two of them walked on screen, Justin and I were both like, they are not together. There's no way. There's no way either of them. Yeah. Like, None of the relationships no. made sense in, in this no movie. In no world are they dating or well, interested in dating. They which were. then makes sense a little bit later when you find out about Nikki. And you're like, oh, okay, you're not actually interested in him. You're just kind of... That's true. You're just... Using him. the trail cold. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they do pick up this hitchhiker. Now, I guess they're trying to play with old tropes of, it's the hitchhiker. The hitchhiker's almost always bad in a Texas film. But they're picking him up outside of Texas. Do either of you for a split second think he's actually going to be one of the Sawyer family? N- no. N- no, not that... I didn't think he was Sawyer family, but I was like, this guy's up to no good. Yeah, he could still be a bad guy. He's like a stupid, douchey dude. Stupid douchey. It's like my sh- <laughs> it's like I'm so I'm soaked wet. My shirt sunburned <laughs> down to my belly. No <laughs> one buttons shirts. Are we doing it wrong? All right. Well, let's. Okay. We're, so let's, yeah, we're all wearing our shirts wrong. Everyone has the guys have their shirts buttoned only two from on the bottom. Okay. So the girls are two on the top. Let's just be clear. Two things. One. Yeah. Okay. We're making a horror movie. We're making a modern horror movie. They clearly sex appeal was a big thing. They, the guys are handsome and shirtless a lot. The girls. Uh, handsome <laughs> pretty and showing midriff or boobs and also booty. and booty it was crazy crazy hot it was like 106 degrees almost every day there's making ofs with just um trey songs in his shirt which he's got you know unbuttoned mostly and he's walking there complaining to the making of can you believe like she gets to wear this little thing and i have to wear this fucking shirt and he said it's so <laughs> hot like he said it's a nightmare and then they cut back to them after a few more days of shooting and they're like they just look so miserable Aww. and they're just like you can't even like just work doing the stuff we're doing running around and like screaming and all this stuff in this heat it's like it's inc- just not to take our clothes off it's just ridiculously hard so in all honesty a lot of it was she needed to keep the unbound just because the amount of running she was doing and she was so hot and he's the same and all of them it was like all right let's just keep you as just remotely clothed <laughs> we'll enough call it fashion <laughs> yeah um the question is what happened to her bra that one too. Oh, we'll get oh, yeah. to the bra. Yeah, her bra was gone, and then all of a sudden you're no, like, there's a oh, reason there's for the that. black bra again. There is a reason for that. We'll okay. get to it. We'll get to it. Um, so. Ding, 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 yeah, another question ding, I had. Ding, so in the, fir- in the original film, because it was in 1974, hitchhiking was huge and pre- prevalent at that point. I don't know, but 2013... No one's hitchhiking. Just touching feet under the table. <laughs> That's what happened. Would you pick up a hitchhiker? Nope. In 2013? I would nope. never... I would never actually pick up a tracker. I find it way less plausible now. Like in the original, like, it's the seventies. It happened. Even like at least the remake was set in the seventies as well. This one, I'm like, I don't believe you'd pick up any tracker. Yeah. Yeah. If he had threatened more with the suing side of things, I could see them being like, "Well, we're scared. We don't yeah. want to get in trouble. We'll help him." Yeah, but, but then, they didn't really right, bother right, right. trying yeah. to be like, "Oh shit, we almost hurt you, and we could be in big trouble if you told someone about it." No, they need to set him up as a friendly dude, and then he does the smart thing of like, "Here, have sixty bucks," and it seems like, "Oh, that's a lot of money. Okay, so yeah. he can't be bad if he's giving us money." Um, but yeah. Yeah. He's kind of like the Matthew McConaughey in this film, I guess. <laughs> for the very brief time he's in it. Alright, alright, alright. I mean the Vigo. He's the Vigo. <laughs> he's yeah, well both together. Yeah. He's the child. Um, yeah, and then she starts explaining the situation to him. She says she hadn't even met this part of her family and he says, Family is a messy business, ain't nothing thicker than blood. Which really is the motive for the rest of the film. That's telling you how this yeah. movie's gonna end straight yeah. up the bat. Yeah. They arrive at Newt. A new, first, a new town. Oh, before this, what happened? You get John R. Butler singing a great song <laughs> oh, called "Hand of Almighty," where oh, he yeah. informs you, "God'll fuck you up." <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's a great 
great song. I just, highly recommend yeah. it. Have you heard everyone? No, I no. just heard it and was like, where has this been all yeah, of my he's life? He's got quite a few good hits. You, you should, should check him out. Yes. Name have, some of his other song names. We have Hand of Almighty. Yep. Uh, Blow Me in the Car. <laughs> and number three, which is an amazing title. I want to put my pee-pee in your popo. <laughs> I'm sure he has more really great song titles. The lyrics to some of these is incredible. They're really yeah. good. You should watch them. Yeah. He has YouTube videos of him just like sitting on a couch with friends performing them live. So people don't have to rewind their podcast. What's his name again? John R. Butler. John R. Butler. YouTube it. He's great. Um, yeah. So. Sorry. They arrive Newt. in Newt. No, <laughs> that was a good deviation. They arrive in Newt has a population of 2,306. Uh, this is a new town, really, isn't it? I think. Yeah. This is where my knowledge is going to get sketchy because <laughs> they go to get her inheritance, which is a house. Uh, yes. They think it's just going to be a house at that point. On Homestead Road, they pass the cursed dead armadillo that is repeated throughout all these movies. And then they come across a huge gate um, and a Mr. Finesworth comes in from <laughs> Dallas to meet them. What a ridiculous name. <laughs> Jensen just started fucking himself. <laughs> Mr. Farnsworth. Ah, oh, yes, darling. It is I, uh, Mr. Farnsworth, here with your deed. Couldn't name him something like Reuben or Mort or something just not bullshit. Like, whose name is Farnsworth? It's 2013, man. Well, this is played by Richard Ryle. I don't know how you say his name, yeah. but he's from Office Space, Fear and Loathing yeah, Las Vegas. Yeah, I know who he is, but Bondsworth. <laughs> yeah, whatever, dude. <laughs> I go, bullshit, that's not a real name. That guy's up to no good. It is, most of these are not real names. Um, Heather is a real name. <laughs> yeah, all right, I'll give Heather. We get some Bert in here. <laughs> yeah, Bert's a, like a southern name, Bert. Yeah. You got, and also you got Bert Reynolds. I don't know if that's a name you... Don't remember. No, I don't remember any Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds. He comes in to meet them. He's wearing a nice little bow tie. Tells her, this is your house if you if you want it. This is a weird conversation because he says, if you want it, this is yours. You're not allowed to sell it. Yeah. Then what the fuck else I, can I do? But then somebody else offers to buy it later. And I was yeah. like, what is she? If but she also, says if she doesn't no, want what it, happens? What happens to it? And do if he says just... you're not allowed to sell it. What happens? She has to, to live there forever. Can, what if, can, like, can in twenty it, years, she's like, "I'm sick of living she here." Can't sell it. I can don't she like give the it to pet someone that for I free? have downstairs. I'm gonna give it. I away. think it's just to be for the. There's only one person who wants to buy it. You can't sell it to him. Yeah, no, I get it. No. But he says contractually, he's like, "Your grandmother put in. You're not allowed to sell it," which doesn't make and any there's sense. There's no no, no in, further questions, yeah. Your Honor, and they just move on. Yep. Yeah, um, it didn't make any sense. So he gives her a ton of keys, and the grandmother, whose name was Verna, he said she was big on security. Yep. The code on the fence is 0819 for August 19th. If they make a point of saying, do you remember that? Do you know what it is? Yeah, August the 19th. Just yeah. to really hammer that home nice and early. So you know, oh, this is going to be relevant later on. Yeah, over newspaper and clipping. over again. <laughs> it's going to be everywhere. Grave sites. Yep. Newspapers. Newspaper phone numbers. More newspapers. Wardrobe sizing. Newspapers. <laughs> uh, and so here we, get, here we get to your favorite bit of the story, Justin. Verna also left her. He said, very important, most important of all, she left you a letter. Yeah. It's a letter from your grandmother you've never met. That you're confused about and clearly Did you have no yeah, interested in? And, uh, yeah, nothing. You know nothing about anything about your family. Does not. She, she left you a letter. It. One letter. Just one letter. And he said, it's very important that you read. 
And then, oh, this is a weird, huge house. Strange things are happening. Maybe I should read the letter to understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Just, nope. If oh. I arrive at an Airbnb, I read the letter that's put out yeah. for me because yeah. I don't know. I, if my fucking secret like, grandmother. Don't use this toilet, it explodes. <laughs> like, go to this sink to. Yeah, you'll lose your butthole. <laughs> you sit on that toilet. We actually keep a piranha. It's not a real toilet, it's a piranha tank. <laughs> we put our scraps in there, it's eco friendly. If you sit on it, you'll lose your butthole. You probably will. She'd never know. She would never know. Also, what I think it is, is she just doesn't know how to read. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the thing. See what, with those parents, you probably would. Yeah, that's true. That's why she's just, I'm just a butcher. I don't need to read things. I just cut them up. Uh, So then, all right. She asks him, how did you guys find me? And he replies, honey, you you were were never never lost. lost. Oh my god. And she's read like, oh, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Which we'll get to later. No, but let's just do it now. They do get into it later. But then why the fuck did they? her grandmother leave? Oh, actually, no, let's get to it later. Because <laughs> she was brought up by people who killed her family. Yes. In the town where her family clearly but ate. But they thought she was better off and safer. I'll explain why. After. How is she better off with the people who killed her family? Because, because they don't know. Like, people didn't know that that was her. Like, those no, two. No, but her grandmother did. They get into yeah, the her, grandma, her family. Yeah, but knew. The, the two people that raised her didn't yeah. tell anyone else. I mean, so. she just didn't want the daughter to be associated with that family that everyone in town hated. Yeah, no. I, th- I think there's all this pride about it. It's like, you better come home when I die because you've got to look after your cousin. I think like, it was. I don't think she like. I think she was. She discovered like, oh, my granddaughter's alive. But at this point, it could have been like she's already a teenager, and so she's just like, oh, she's doing okay. No one. But is he like, says you were never lost. Which insinuates they always. Yeah, they say knew. that she like followed. Followed her, her throughout her life. Her whole life. Oh, okay. And, well, like, then kept tabs. So on maybe her. she just saw that. Okay, they're just raising her normal. No one knows. Like that's. A Sawyer, you two are giving this way too much credit. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking at, I could, because if you had, uh, you know, uh, I mean, you would probably want to take her out. And, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. But if people are attacking your fan, like raining bitch and stuff, and she had to create all the security, yeah, it's pro, and she's old, you can't take her granddaughter to school and back and all you that. You wouldn't leave them with the people who murdered your family. Maybe, yeah. you know, I don't understand. Keep your the friends close. That, like, keep your enemies closer. There, she's better off and safer with them. But I would understand her being like, no, she's better with a different family yeah. than ours. That's not like putting her in foster. That care makes sense. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't understand them being like, no, she was safer with this. Yeah, that part just crazy didn't really matter to me i was just like whatever it's a stupid <laughs> idea but everything my favorite takes a chance of word is bewildering and everything about the narrative in this is just bewildering to me yeah. the setup yeah. makes no sense yeah i was just also like just read the goddamn letter just but read the damn letter doesn't matter because we got our first proper tracking booty shot since the first movie multiple <laughs> booties which we thought was going to be a theme of these films and so far yeah, we had like half that. of one in the texas remake yeah this is the first proper one since the original not mm-hmm. as cool as the original but it's tanya's booty so i was like oh what does that mean? Yeah. Not bad. Um, I left on you. Uh, the house is a beautiful mansion. So here's where I get confused. So, because the original house burnt down, right? Yes. This is where the grandma, because there's the Sawyers and the, what are the other ones called? I've got to bring so let's see. Not the Claytons. Carsons. Carsons. Yeah. So their family. I don't mean to sound really dumb and I should have researched this properly before doing this podcast. I apologize, listeners. I sound like a bad host. But this confuses the fuck out of me. So you got Sawyers and the Carsons. The Sawyers are the family we've been following. The 
Carson's we don't really know. But the grandma is a Carson or a Sawyer? Carson. No, Carson. she's a Sawyer. Oh, she is. She is a Sawyer. Because she's Loretta, the, isn't she? No, the, sorry, Fiona. Heather keeps telling yeah, people, I'm a Sawyer, I'm a Sawyer. Yeah, because she says, you're, you're the last of my bloodline of Sawyers. That's what she says later on in the yeah. flashback. Whatever. What was the grandma's in the letter. name? Um, so, what... I mean, the Carsons, I guess, are the, the family that they're meant to have married into. Is that right? Say that again? Are the Carsons the family that they're meant to have married into? I guess so. They didn't seem like a marrying type, the Sawyers. Well, they seemed more was... like the rapey incest type. It's probably just extended family. Somebody married maybe, or... Yeah, there was a sister. So there was it... a daughter in the Sawyer family who married a Carson and then... So who... What was this house? I think she's they the merger. They built it on maybe. top of... Is it? The old property? I don't feel so, because it looks older. It's older than the 70s. This looks like a classic house. Maybe it was the trailer people. They, you know, grew up and got into that tech Well, all those people that we saw at the beginning, we had never seen before. So one of them was bound to have had a house somewhere. Well, that's... So my perception of it... I'm I'm sure Google someone will clear it up for us. (laughs) Maybe we should Google it. But my perception of it is the grandma, because she wasn't one of the ones in the house, clearly... She was part like Sawyer had oh, other part problems. Like they were married. bigger property on the on the in the town. Yeah. So this was her house. She was like the rich grandmother or whatever, who was related to these Sawyers, but she lived separately from them. Yeah. yeah I think she was probably the person who married into the Carsons. Maybe. Right. Yeah. Okay. So she was probably an original Sawyer's sister. They don't get into where her money comes from either, do they? Because mm-hmm. someone mentions it and they don't no. fix that. Yeah. She's she's yeah. There's a photograph of her with her. You know, sisters and granddaughters and whatever, yeah. or her daughter. Um, so she was Sawyer that got out. She's the one who got out. She's the one who got out. Yeah. That's, I was really confused by all of this. And then she found, you know, little Ted boy. It's certainly not clear in the film. I'm sure it's there somewhere in extended, you know, history and stuff for people to like dig up and yeah. figure out. But yeah, historians. It's really confusing no. in the film. Historians have written about this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the house is beautiful. They walk into it, they find a pool table and get distracted and start playing music, smoking cigars, what the letter? hitchhikers hanging out. Um, but Heather continues to walk around the grounds with her midriff. And, and not read the damn letter. Yeah. Uh, like she gets inside, puts it down and goes, fuck it, I'll read it later. <laughs> this is my house now. She finds a graveyard um, and finds Sawyer and Carson gravestones. Loads of them. There's loads of little um, cameo sort of notes here to the other films and different names. Yeah. Um, Weirdly, Bubba is noted down here as someone else's name. It's not as Leatherface's name. It's not for someone else. And Leatherface in this, if you notice, he's the name Jebediah, which is a slightly different spelling of the name of the little kid in the Michael Bay remake. Yep. The one who turned up was called yeah. Jebediah. Weird Jedediah, name Jebediah. cross-pollination going on the whole time in this franchise. Uh, Verna's grave is new. Um, so Heather says thank you to it because now she's got a sweet ass pad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next to her, next to so next to Verna is her daughter Loretta Sissy Sawyer, uh, with the date August the nineteenth. My dearest daughter. So that's meant to be her mom. Her, yeah, her mother, isn't it? It gets the face kicked in. That's Loretta. Yeah, Loretta. They decide to stay the night. Uh, but before they do that, they decide to go. Well, they decide to stay the night, so they decide let's go get some steaks. Leaving the hitchhiker alone in the house. A guy you never met. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Boy Scout. What, yeah. he, what did he Boy Scout before? What letter <laughs> to say the Boy Scout line? I don't know. She's like, you're a real Boy Scout. It's like, yeah, I'm a regular Boy Scout. And then he just throws the bags on the floor because he's yeah. a rebel. <laughs> he's like, well, 
I'm a boy scout with never boy scout. He starts running around and ransacking the place and stealing things from the house, whatever, out buying running meat. And then we kind of cut back and forth between them and the grocery store. As we're gradually introduced to the people around the town. We get Bert, the leader of the Lynch Squad, who is back now as the mayor of the town. Yeah. Um, and sure. his friend, Idiot, who I never really get his name, so I'm just going to call him Ernie. Because Bert and Ernie, I think, works great for these two. Yeah. Um, who's eyeing up the girls, our leads, across the street. Meanwhile, the hitchhiker's looking for the door that the biggest key can unlock. In the house. Because, you know. It means big diamonds. Big key means big money. <laughs> um in the grocery store, I don't know if you guys caught it. Did you get it? They throw away one sentence to let you know that there's a fun fair happening in town. Oh, yeah. You get Kenny at like the register and he's like, oh, is it a fun fair in town? That's yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Oh. And it was yeah. clearly a pickup shot <laughs> just to kind of throw that in there um, to set it up because we get no other warning that it's a fun fair. Don't they ask her if that's why she's in town? Who do? Oh, do they? I think so. I think oh, someone I asks her, oh, are you here for the fair? Oh, I missed that completely. Okay. I think. Thank. Well done, <laughs> writers. Um, and then we find out uh, Vanessa Tanya comes over to Ryan and grabs him by the balls. And we find out that they fucked once, but he was very drunk. Would you get... They were kind of I did eighteen. Hey, I did 18 kamikazes. <laughs> <laughs> that was hilarious. I did 18 of them. I can I'm surprised remember. he wasn't like, can't you? Can't we make it whiskey or something? <laughs> just gonna stick a- with eighteen kamikazes. kamikazes. <laughs> I did. Fireball. I did. A sh- I I was off of eating kamikazes. <laughs> he would throw up in a face after eighteen kamikazes. Also, eighteen like he was keeping Charlie's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this now one's we can number have eighteen. <laughs> Uh, if I only did seventeen. But this does make more sense, like you say, in Ali of her relationship with Kenny, because she's clearly yeah, into Ryan. Whether she is just basically because he's forbidden, I can't tell. I can't tell if she actually likes him, or if she's just roommate. doing it because yeah. <laughs> she kind of likes the. Yeah, she's not meant to have him. Sabotage. Exactly. Can't yeah. tell. I can't well, really tell. I mean, okay, I'm gonna give this film a big credit right now. Better characters than almost any of the Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre films. Uh, not the best, but still, better than most of them. I still like Vigo's character. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he was just clever. Clever guy. However, I still don't understand what's going on with any of these people. Yeah. I mean, yeah. at this point, because they were kind of flirty with the pool stuff, and I was like, eh, maybe I'm thinking too far into it. And then that happens. And I was like, oh, okay. So she's not interested in the dude that was the cook. not cook. a believable couple at all. Who's so yeah. that makes all of a sudden makes more sense of her being like, like him trying to set her up with one of his friends to be like, this is really not happening. Date this person instead yeah, yeah, yeah. who I am friends with and I'm setting you up with. Yeah. Which well, is like, all right, I'll date your friend and make you jealous. And then that doesn't work. Yeah. Well, yeah, didn't she true. say... A weird line in the first time, anyways, in the grocery store. She's like, "Yeah, his friend's like a musician or something." Uh, anyways, give him a kiss for me, your boyfriend or something. Oh yeah, so she, she, yeah, she say something weird, weird like that. Yeah, which I was like, "What? What is she talking about?" And then, still, I don't. There's like no relationship between yeah. Heather and her boyfriend. So I'm no. still going like, "This is her roommate or yeah. her? I don't know. Well, maybe he's gay. Like it's hard to tell." <laughs> I don't know what the relationship is. 
Uh, Meanwhile, though, the hitchhiker has found the door, uh, to which his line is, beautiful big door for a beautiful big key. Ridiculous. Uh, there's lots of wine in a room, a moldy tray sitting next to a metal sliding door, which they seem to have imported from the other house. <laughs> um, he tries to open it, but he can't. And then it's really, for me, just such a failed opening for Leatherface, because you're waiting for him. I, I obviously knew he was going to be down in the basement. Like, did you guys figure out he was yeah there somewhere. i mean yeah. obviously do it at this point but yeah you figure he's in the house somewhere yeah yeah okay. the like second what? they hand over the keys i was like there is one obviously giant, giant key, key. <laughs> yeah. i wonder what it's for yeah also when it's like oh secret butler pantry door mm. <laughs> yeah. wonder who lives in the butler pad <laughs> i really like this like not the idea it's not like it's a brilliant idea but for me it's like that's a cool like i like this cool yeah, idea makes sense. you inherit a house Leatherface is like locked in the basement. Here's of your it. new dog. Yeah. Pretty cool. Like I like, yeah. and you have done the thing. Well, they've done the thing that I wanted, which is strip away the family. Just leave Leatherface. That's all yeah. I kind of want to do. Let's see him just as one villain. Yeah, and it does make sense to why he's locked down there. Yep. Um, and he's just chilling, waiting for someone to read a fucking letter. Yeah. So they can. Like, no one just let, no let one him read the instructions on how to water me. So yeah. here's the thing. In the beginning of the movie, the letter that she gets that her grandma has died, yeah. does it not say that she died three weeks prior? I don't know. But what's, his name? what's his name said he Wouldn't went there? Wouldn't he not be alive after not eating for three weeks? I presume, I'm presuming he has some carcasses. Like, I mean, it's weird. So the weird thing that doesn't make sense. She leaves him trays to feed him. Yeah. yeah. But she also has, he has a slaughterhouse his down there. Stuff. So it's like, well, surely he'll just eat his slaughterhouse stuff. You don't need to leave him trays. Is it just like she gives him a human every now and then? I don't know. Because yeah, he has <laughs> a room big like enough with torture instruments. Meat, I think he's he still, I think he's actually just doing normal butchering again. Yeah. Because I don't think he's, because in the first one, he wasn't a dude who's like, I'm just going to go out and kill. It was these kids intruded in his yeah, house. Yeah. And, and I just don't them. differentiate between yeah. Yeah. like animal meat we eat and human meat. Yeah. Which I get. Like, there's a whole political message there with like con- yeah. consuming meat. And, I, and he, yeah, you know, then after he just went back to chopping up people that intrudes in the house, which... Yeah, but you do raise a good point. If she's if yeah. they didn't show the tray, then you just guess okay, he's got to have some food in there that he's like yeah. kept from whatever he's been killing. Um, whether it's he animals still has or a people's. freezer down there, so yeah. yeah, yeah, But then why would she yeah, leave him? But by leaving the tray, then you're like, yeah, he would be dead because it's been yeah. weeks. Or, she's been feeding him. Or maybe she was like, you know, she would make him meals, but he could do his own. Well, well just, actually, no. What uh, he must have he must be able to get out because there was the thing. Uh, Oh, it's this, I mean, we're going to talk about it later, but you remember there's like the coffin out there and then the body was still in the house and he's like... Well, that's later though. Then yeah. he gets out once the guys open that door. Yeah, yeah. but I but think... he's locked in there at the beginning for sure. Yeah. But was he though? Like maybe he has a key thing inside that he can just unlock and it's just uh, so people can't go in there. Nah, it looked like a... In. It was like a padlock. It wasn't like a lock in the door. Yeah, I think he's definitely it was only accessible in. from the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe know, she's man. just been really skinny and trim by the time she gets there. He's like lost loads of weight. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, Leatherface though appears, smacks him in the face with a mallet. It's a nasty like impact shot on his face. You see like yeah. squishing. Yeah. Yep. But for me, just a real waste of like. For me, it's like you know when he's like kicking the door. It could have popped one of them. Yeah. I was waiting for that. And then just yeah. Right in the head and then just cut it. Yeah. Or when he was uh, jamming the the knife into the thing. Yeah. I thought it was gonna break open and then just yeah, yeah. 
but it's really ineffective. Yeah, he's just bending over and he's standing behind him suddenly, and it doesn't. Yeah. Uh, that's not cool enough for me. Yeah, because you also you would have heard the knife drop when you opened that door because it was still wet yeah. in there. But you get your first look at our new Leatherface, played by Dan Yeager. He's um, he's a nice guy when you see him in the making of. They say that they cast him because he has dead eyes. Um, I don't think he does. Um, but he's portly as well. They wanted to get back to him being portly rather than looking like a uh, wrestler, basically. They mm-hmm. wanted him to have a proper physicality. And he's also the tallest Leatherface that we've ever had. Um, at six foot six, I think it is. Damn. Wow. Um, Six foot six. How are you guys feeling with this Leatherface dude, though? How'd you like him? I was digging it. Yeah, he's good. He was smashing on his first appearance. <laughs> he's got a very different vibe to him. He's yeah. not wild and crazy. He seems quite restrained. Yeah, like the years passed and he kind of developed into like a mature... He's matured. Yeah. He he's has. not just young and like, oh, frantic. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. He's more like... Yeah, he doesn't have the panic of like people freaking out around him yeah yeah i guess that's true i mean he's been around yeah. his grandma for a while and the, long de- time. the development of it later makes kind of sense yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. no but it's definitely a very different take on him and he definitely as we get through it yeah we'll understand what they're trying to do by making him the anti-hero yeah then scott eastwood turns up as a policeman and starts flirting Scotty. wildly inappropriately with the lead girl straight away yep um and then the mayor shows up and it's yeah the guy from lunch mob as said before he says, me and your family go way back. I'll take the whole place off your hands. But she refuses to sell it to him and flees the scene. Uh, getting back, they find that the hitchhiker stole a load of stuff. And she still hasn't read the letter. And the keys. Yeah, and the, and the keys disappeared. Yeah, which it's in the door of the entire town. People are stupid. They cook. They smoke weed. They, they play pool. Heather keeps wandering around the house with her midriff. She's looking at photos. They see that they're all wearing pendants with the S for Sawyer on them literally like, like saw your yeah um and then yeah sally's in one of the photos from the first film mm-hmm. who yep. is yeah her grandma um so it's weird here because you got old actors playing different roles but in the same family yeah it's clever um then the cook kenny finds the hidden panel uh leading for the butler's pantry and he goes down sees the blood and decides fuck it i'm gonna head in anyways yeah uh, he's like daryl this is blood on the see, floor. Yeah, he sees the keys and then he's like, oh, this is where Daryl came. And then his backpack's on the floor too. Yeah, yeah. I would have just been like, all right, I'm going to close this door and lock it. Call it a day. She's like, yeah, exactly. Like, fuck that. It's like, yo, there's blood downstairs. Daryl's back's down there. I don't fucking know. I <laughs> locked gonna it. Not going to fuck with it. Yeah, I always think about this in horror films. Would I do it? And it's like, if I saw the door, yeah, of course I would. My friends are in the other room. It's a new house. Would I go downstairs? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah. As soon as I see that blood on the floor, no way. And I see the key, I'm going to go, I'm going to. Let's and I'm like that. I'm like, I'd go up and say, guys, I feel really stupid, but I'm kind of spooked. But there's this cool thing downstairs. So let's go check it out. That I'd probably do. I would not go down by myself. And check yeah, it but out. I would also probably been like, you should read that letter. Yeah. By the way, you read the <laughs> can email. You can read this the- might be important. There's a weird thing happening yeah. in this room and it downstairs been, that it would have been a whole different setup. She would have been. It would have been chill because she would have been like, oh, okay, and put the necklace on and went downstairs. And then he would have been like, he would have just been like, hi. He would have been like this creepy dude. And they're all like, ah! And he would just not killed anyone. This is how tired I am. Sorry. This is like grub on my screen. And I keep rubbing it off every now and then. And I just spent the last like minute trying to get a bit of grub off my screen, which turned out to be a full stop. <laughs> That's so funny. Aye, aye, aye. My brain is broken. Your brain's broken. Uh, Kenny finds Leatherface's little house. And then Leatherface comes out with a meat hook. Kills him and drags him down the stairs. Doesn't kill him. He just stabs well, he him. Well, doesn't in the... kill him. Sorry, that's true. 
stabs him, hooks him in the back, drags him downstairs. Really bright yeah. shot though, like not spooky. Yeah, you were laughing at this shot. Yeah, because he gets pulled down, and he grabs the, he takes the rubber the carpet. Yeah, and he's like, no. no! <laughs> <laughs> but we're right into it, like pretty quick. Yeah, it's like he's picking people off already. Well, it's because yeah. the same setup, like people intruded in his house. Yeah, but and it's quick. Yeah, it's really quick. And Tani comes out um, and gets Ryan to follow her to the barn, pretending that there's something bad. Your meant to obviously think, like, did you guys fall for this at all? No. Yeah. I was like, there's no way she saw the bodies or yeah. whatever, because she's pretty calm about it. Yep. Um, and then she strips while he's distracted by a bucket. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, the old bucket technique. <laughs> yeah. I've used it many <laughs> a time. Flip, flips it over. What is there? <laughs> Two kamikazes. I'm just, just tequila. Basically. 18 kamikazes. <laughs> Just two um, kamikazes. Yeah, she just <laughs> strips straight away and then just stands there kind of awkwardly. No, no, no. It doesn't go like down like that. He flips her and goes, what the hell, man? She's like, he goes, I told you it was fucked up. And she's like naked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> With wing tattoos. Wing tattoos. Yep. That angelic coochie. Coming from her groin. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if they, I don't, I want to hope that those aren't actually Tanya's tattoos and they're the character's tattoos. Yeah. <laughs> They Maybe called it. it her flat pussy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that heavenly so vagina. <laughs> so Heather then finds a dead body upstairs. This is her grandma, right? Yeah. What the fuck is going on? I have questions about this. <laughs> yeah. I also uh, have questions about the empty grave later and whether or not it's meant for that woman. And whether or not she's still alive. What is going on? Because isn't her, her grandma is Verna. Yeah. Verna's grave is fresh. She's buried. Uh huh. So who was that woman? I know. Was another empty? Wasn't that Verna though? I don't think Verna was in her grave though. Was it? No, there's a freshly packed grave. Yeah. Oh, I guess Leatherface dug it up and he took her out. Oh, like Psycho did. Spoilers for Psycho. Wow. Did he? That's what I'm guessing because he put it out because he was alone. He was yeah, alone. Then you do see him. At what point do you see him? Is that later though when you see him? Because you see him over a grave at one point. Is that what he's doing then? Is that him digging her up again? He, di- he dig her so up. He's, he's over out. the grave when she's hiding in the casket. No, there's a bit no, separate. Yeah, one shot of him, yeah, standing over the grave. I don't remember that. Maybe that is earlier. I didn't note it down because it was so small. Yeah, but he digs her up because he's alone. Because he, he was locked down there oh. and he doesn't know she passed away. So we needed a fucking shot of him walking upstairs holding her. Because I'll tell you what, if you want to make us feel sympathetic for him, yeah. that dead. one shot of him walking upstairs with his, his dead gra- relative yeah, in dead. his arms, yeah. great. Yeah. Fucking great. If it's, it, it technically is his grandmother because if it, that's his cousin, then it would be their yeah. grandmother. So, All right, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I was so confused. Yeah. I was like, how is she here when they know that she died and there's a grave that's full and then it's not full? Yeah. And, I was like, and he put a glass of something next to her yeah. for her to drink. Yeah. That all makes See, sense. They that would be great if it showed that. some of that. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. I got mm-hmm. that and I was just like, oh, he's lonely. Mm-hmm. And then there's people intruding. He's like, not again. That's why I'm like, it kind of makes sense. He's got like PTSD going down. He's just like, ah, people are in my house again. (laughs) Breathe, Jedediah. Breathe. So Heather finds this body and then comes down looking for Ryan, but he's gone to fuck her friend, but she doesn't know. Uh, So then she looks for Kenny and instead finds Leatherface in the kitchen, cutting, we presume, Kenny's fingers into a bowl or either that or the hitchhiker. The hitchhiker. Um, And he knocks her unconscious in a really weak ass scene. All these attacks are pretty weak. Yep. Yeah. I think. 
Yeah, he's just like oh, the you're Hitchhikers not was the best. Yeah, yeah. The head smash. Yeah, but the but the reveal of him still wasn't cool. Yeah, no. no. Then we get a Polaroid photos like from the first film with a really <laughs> shot as we see the nasty basement of Leatherface. Uh, pretty nasty. Yeah. yeah, you can tell these people have been involved with nasty movies and involved with Saw in places. Um, she wakes up and he starts up his chainsaw and then starts cutting a hitchhiker into place pieces and then he takes Kenny and slams onto a meat hook and cuts right through his belly uh, with a chainsaw. There's this whole thing as well in the making of where they're saying, you know, in the original film you could get away with not showing anything and there's no blood really in that film and people are still terrified. Nowadays you have to do lots of blood. Do you? This is 2013. Uh, Saw was done by this point because people were sick of torture porn. We were into the paranormal activity age where people like spooky movies and The Conjuring was just coming out and all mm-hmm. that stuff. Yeah. Um, and people were done with gore. They wanted spooky ghosts. Um, yeah. So I don't think they're right with you have to have this stuff for modern horror. Um, yeah. But I, I think like cutting them, like the sound and where the chainsaw, like a revving of a chainsaw and then his eyes maybe just like widening mm-hmm. and shaking. I think that would have you know got it you would got the point across and yeah i mean do you like are you happy yeah i don't know you don't do you like seeing people separate into but is it kind of fun thrilling for the film to have to actually get to see the stuff because this is a gory film i mean they didn't do it right right because all of his insides would have just slipped out after yeah that's which true. i was like what the it's, where's the dangly where's like the heap where's of the like dangling? it would also be steaming because it's colder in cellars that's where you keep yeah like wine stuff and so if you just cut it dude i'm pretty sure it'd be like like you know freaking star wars man where they cut open the tom-tom yeah and just again, that tom-tom. all the stench and he and yeah you know i was looking very confused <laughs> yeah. um heather though escapes during during all this and then uh, and for me the most painful shot of the film falls down the front steps of the house yeah that was really good and fall. hilarious and the whole film was like oh yeah. i was just like damn look painful i was like you only got punched and this is where you just keep and you're just where you accumulate all the injuries yep and her belly would be full of mosquito bites by this point yeah (laughs) absolutely uh leatherface is following her luckily uh she's thin enough to hide behind a gravestone no no no. she also trips over the the, the the knee high fence (laughs) she's running up and you're like please trip and then she eats shit Shit. and i'm like (laughs) yes oh my gosh so he's already outside at this point she like when she trips over the stupid foot high fence he's outside could clearly see her if he looked well, for her if the lights she hides behind the gravestone and that's when he happens to look in this direction great yeah. she's already hidden mm-hmm. then she peeks around the gravestone immediately mm-hmm. i'm like he sees her he saw her he knows she's there but if the but light then she crawls into the grave and hides and he's like oh is she here? I guess no. no. Yeah, that was I think st- she's gone. Yeah, that's kind of stupid. Well, but, until he but the lighting, breathing. <laughs> if you go from, you know, he just stepped out, she's a little bit ahead, his lights, his eyes still has to, uh, you know, adjust to darkness. And if the light, she's running towards the light, there you go. so the shadows. I, don't, I really don't think they thought it yeah. through that much. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> There's also, I don't know if you guys noticed it, when she looks around to see the open grave, you get this close up of it for a second, like really quick. And it's not footage, it's a photo. <laughs> All of the grain in it isn't moving. It's just a photo of the grave open that they just cut to for a second. It's really yeah. dumb. And then she crawls into it. And then as she's lying down into it, you notice it like turns into weird CGI. It's really strange. Like as she lies into it, it's weird. 
You have to go and like, watch it. Yeah. Right. Just very strange. There was a lot of weird CG. Oh, it's coming. Like stuff. Some very yeah. bad CGI is coming. Um, he chainsaws her into the grave and Trey and Tanya come out from fucking... Um, and Leatherface starts chasing after them instead because he really is like a dog with bones. Um, but they lock him out of the barn. He ch- starts chainsawing his way back in. I do like, instead of running, they decide, no, let's get a shovel and a shotgun. Like, yeah. they don't just keep flying. They're like, no, this. fuck this guy straight away. Um, but I remember even the first time and this time as well, I'm like, fucking hell, they're just like, we don't have much. The characters that don't, like, they're all stupid, don't relate yeah. to each other. It doesn't make any sense. But they kind of seem to realize that and just gone straight to the action. Like, yep. this film is like barrel rolling straight into everything. Yeah. Because even after Kenny died, I was like, wow, that's quick. It must be a while till the next one. It's like, nope, that's it. As <laughs> soon as Kenny dies, the cap is off. Yep. She's Top has been popped. It's just happening then from yeah. then on out. Um, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I like that. Because I was just like, any more about these other characters, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, if I had to watch her wander around that house anymore, yeah. just looking at things. <laughs> going like, in, going out, going what? in, going out. Um, screaming for hours as they run away well I don't get though because we seem to establish they didn't start in Texas and they don't come from Texas it's Tanya then shouts at him welcome to Texas motherfucker and fires off a shot missing completely yeah yeah why didn't she just walk up right I thought he's already cut holes in it you can see where he is yeah stick the gun where the hole was and fire Hey man, look, I've been in these pressure cooker situations before in Friday the 13th video game and I don't always fire in the right direction. Let me tell you what. You're breaking through the door, you get freaked out, you get scared, things happen. Yeah, well, you know You what? accidentally press Y and use the jump power <laughs> when you're not meant to. Things I made go shots. Wrong. I made my shots. The only thing is like, I can't turn and shoot. <laughs> or walk and shoot, which is bullshit. Uh, yeah, welcome Texas motherfucker. Fires, misses him and then a car comes crashing through the gates. It's Heather and they jump in. Uh, the then they start driving out immediately just to get the hell out. Which again, I'm like they're making smart decisions. Also, why does she get out of the front? Why does she get out of the driver's seat? Because there's now a man. Yeah, no, a man a, has it to made, it made no sense. I was like, "All right, let's get out of here." Hold on a second, let me get you drive. Like yeah. what? I don't know. That is weird. Yeah, um, that's that's why it didn't it didn't make. Sense. I think they're trying to write her smarter because you do then have this scene, which again I kind of appreciate what they're doing here. It's like in any other film, you drive through a gate, it just blows open. Yeah. The Trey, what's his name? Song. Songs. God damn it! Trey Very songs. easy to remember. Well, still, it's got such a stupid name. My brain's like, no, I'm not putting that in there. That's really stupid. Um, he decides no, like we can like just go straight through this gate. Both of the girls are saying, don't do it. Just wait for it to open automatically. He drives straight into it, just stops the car straight away. And yeah, and it's a reinforced gate, which just fucks that car yeah. up. But it's cool that they actually do that. In horror films, yeah. you normally just break straight through. Yeah. Well, I um, knew it wasn't going to break. I was like, dude, this is a reinforced gate. You're fucked. Yeah. But you were thinking with your logic brain. Yeah. I um, should use my horror brain. <laughs> so Leatherface starts running after them while they were just waiting for the gate to open. This and the is car the- also won't start. Yeah, and the car They need to start, back up for the gate to open. Yeah, of course. Yeah. This is the point for me where I realized this movie would be great if it wanted to be a yeah. comedy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because you just, the idea of like driving into that. We never got our comedy. <laughs> and then yeah. waiting for the gate to open really slowly while he's just running down the road at them with the chainsaw <laughs> revving. It could be hilarious. It really <laughs> could. And instead it's like, um, yeah, but then, so uh, yeah, the car stalls, blah, blah, blah. They get away. 
um, Leatherface chainsaws the tires. And this is probably my favorite shot in the movie. I think you were looking at your phone in this shot. Dude, actually, it was, like, this was a comedy moment. Yeah, but it was fucking great shot. It was so shot. good. Yeah. You get Leatherface in the foreground, in focus. Everything else is just out of focus. And he's just watching as the car drives off. These sparks fly from it, which look yeah. visually really cool. And then it just flips. Yeah. And the whole, like he's watching it go away and he's just like, ah, what are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> he's just... Thinks- me, he knows he's done it. Yeah. No, I feel like he knows. I, I, I didn't he know like, if you knew. I thought he was just like kind of just like crap but well, i think no i think that's the difference between this leatherface and pretty much any other is like particularly with the first one he would maybe have accidentally slashed the tires by being crazy you'd have him just whiplashing around and like yeah. with this one he goes straight for those tires like he knows yeah. what he's doing he just goes nope i'm just gonna slide yeah, I didn't and think, stand here and wait because you're yeah. not going anywhere i didn't think he knew it was gonna like flip i think he knew it was just gonna drive off the road but yeah when it, it flips he was just though. like oh shit yeah. that's what? me that, yeah <laughs> my bad uh, great shot though I love the shot yeah um, and well, yeah again like they sacrificed so much for 3D I'm interested how this movie would have looked if they didn't choose to do it in 3D it would have probably been way better yeah I think it would have um, visually at least yeah um, and then we cut there Trey has glass it's gone straight through his neck and yet somehow he's still breathing if you watch him carefully because this actor can't uh, I can't hold his breath yeah can't hold his yeah breath. his head went through the windshield and since it landed upside down he broke his neck yep yeah um, but, but then inexplicably Heather tells Tanya, shh, be quiet, because Leatherface might not know that they're in the car that he right. just saw them in when it crashed. Yep. <laughs> Tanya. And then smart they, Tanya. And then they scream. No, that was Heather. Tanya's like, we've got to go. Yeah, smart, smart like, The smart stick swaps there for a second. Yeah. It's really strange. She's also still not wondering why she's in his shirt and her underwear. Yeah. Yeah, they never and pick up on that. she never yeah. wonders. Which is weird. Because you think, I mean, I would hate it as well if it was a regular horror film and they start bitching about that. Because like, you wouldn't care. You'd be like, whatever, you slept with my boyfriend. Someone's trying to kill us right yeah. now. But, but you'd have it. maybe one line of like, what the fuck? Oh, fuck it. And just like, run, you know, just something small. You or know? even she could have helped she, like, her friend. And she's like going to grab her. And she's like, why are you wearing? And she's like, ah, it doesn't matter. And she just leaves her. Yeah. Yeah. Something. Uh, just something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, just like pushes him out as bait, her out as bait. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, they don't. They wait in the car hoping he won't know they're in yeah, it. Um, and he it obviously worked starts. when I was in the grave. He starts chainsawing yeah. through it and nicks Tanya's leg. And then he grabs the van. I saw you shaking your head here, Ali. He grabs it and flips, and flips it. it back yeah. over. You're not, you're not buying this? No. He rolls it on. No, he rolls it outside. You could... You could maybe you roll it on your side you're the big you're big strong well at first he's just yeah, he he's could. literally just shaking it he's rocking it and i started shaking my head when he was going to do it i was like he's not about to flip this car that's not but he, he just rolls it and then he just is shaking it and i was like oh okay he can shake it but then he does roll it onto the side <laughs> i was like no see i love this shit because this is him <laughs> becoming jason this is him like finally okay he is now because it's just him he has to be all the family and one dude and yeah. just basically, you know, indestructible. And I like the idea. Yeah. I, I like the idea of people just like, no, I'm gonna go for this tire because you're fucking gonna like come yeah. off the road. I'm gonna flip this car over yeah, and just stupid can, stuff. Yeah. And it's hard, I guess, when you're trying to relate to him more in this film. Yeah. It doesn't work, I guess. Um, but and I think that's a flaw of the movie that we'll get to at the end. But where it's trying to pull him in two different ways, make him that villain that they want him to be, but also make you sympathize for him. Um, 
It wasn't that I didn't think his character would do it. It was that I was like, you're physically incapable of rolling an entire van. These characters are meant to be. He's he's jacked on adrenaline. I understand, but he's not eaten in three weeks. (laughs) He's jacked on adrenaline. That's my point with slasher films, and this is the thing. This is what I mean. The first Texas Chainsaw Massacre wasn't a comic book movie. But the Jakeson movies, they're comic book movies. Not on Elm Street, they're comic book. That's what they yeah. are. These are comic book characters. And that's what they're trying to do to him here is make him into a comic book character. But they're doing it with this sort of half shrug. So it doesn't really work. Yeah. But I, li- I like this one. Still shaking my head. I want it. more of this stuff. I, <laughs> I, want, him, I want him lifting the first wheel off his hinges. Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> and just rolling it in like and, and, and then he and then he hits catchphrases like have a nice ride <laughs> <laughs> no, no talking ever um because then he cuts tanya across her belly yeah um so and he's pulling out the baby <laughs> that they just made uh but then heather screams at him hey you country fuck <laughs> to distract him and it starts running yeah and then suddenly, we're at a fairground. <laughs> yep. I say, this is the first thing that I like about this movie. They have taken Leatherface to a big public crowded space. Interesting. Yeah. It is interesting. It's finally different. This is what we said we wanted them to do with, was it the second one with the yuppies in the yes. opening? Yeah. yeah. Go to a big yeah. party thing. But they're talking thing, about the big fair in Dallas, and then you never go to the and fair. And it's Halloween, remember. They Ooh, actually go to the fair this time after they mention it. They do. So I know Very a lot of exciting. people hate this scene. For a lot of people, this is the jump in the shark moment because like, this is ridiculous. I love it. Yeah. What I hate about it is it's not all there. And it always seemed weird to me until I saw the making of where they say this scene was huge. Like This was originally a huge part of the movie in the carnival doing this stuff. Um, and budget just meant they had to cut almost all of it back. So now it's this tiny little section. Um, and it's so much personality. Yeah. Have that many people. And there's a lot of people. In a shitty B movie, normally you'd only have a few people. There's hundreds of people running around screaming. Yeah. And it's smart to have like the horror house that they have people coming out of and the little character dressed up with a chainsaw. So, so you're like, you understand why some people would think it was weird, but then be like, well, no, it must be part of that. Yeah. Well, that's actually a nod. Um, so that's, which, yeah, you're absolutely right. It works in that way as well. But that's actually one of the Halloween costumes for Saw, which was obviously their other big franchise mm-hmm. um, that, would ma- that were making this movie. And the writers came to this idea of like, we want Leatherface to bring him with his chainsaw and literally go through someone. He was going to chainsaw through, I presume it wasn't a kid at that point, chainsaw through someone who was dressed as the Saw Halloween costume with the pig mm-hmm. face and the little um, chainsaw. Um, and they weren't allowed to do it for budget reasons, basically, because it was going to cost too much to do that um so it ended up just being this little nod to the saw franchise and he like shakes his chainsaw and saw just runs off basically as the new kid on ground in terms yeah. of look the fucking granddaddy's here get out like you don't belong in our fairground um so it's a nice little nod um, um yep yeah that was the that was the nod alley thank you <laughs> what thanks justin <laughs> that was a good one a little saw nod yeah um yeah, Leatherface think Oh, we're never doing that retrospectively. I hate them. Uh, Leatherface goes running through, and then Supercop just happens to be hanging out by the candy floss machine, I think, or something like that. I don't know. Um, and then Heather grabs onto. Do you call them carousels? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Cool. 
Ferris wheels Ferris or carousel? Wheel. Ferris no, wheel. yeah, Ferris wheels. Carousel Ferris wheel. is. Oh yeah, carousel wheels. Yeah, flat. Yeah. It doesn't go high. Horizontal, Everyone's no vertical. On the same. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, you guys call Ferris wheels carousels? No, I just said the wrong word. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's why okay. I was like, yeah, we call carousels carousels. <laughs> well, I'm mistaking dirt for full stops for dirt. They call them the London <laughs> Eye. Yeah, the London Eye. <laughs> Do you know what? This is for me. From now on, I can't stop seeing this movie as how great would this be if it was a comedy? Because this scene is awesome if yeah. it's a comedy. Yeah. She like holds on to it. Notebook flashbacks. When was the notebook? Was this first? No, 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 no notebook, notebook was, was way first. before. It's yeah. like 2004. Okay. She like holds on to this 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 Ferris wheel and yeah. then it goes around the other. He just waits for her to rotate yep. to the other side to try and get her, which is brilliant. Yeah. Um, but he's distracted so easily. Cockboy just turns up and shouts at him, and then he he throws his chainsaw at him. At us? In How rude! 3D. How rude, man! I'm just an innocent bystander trying to watch his <laughs> life story. Did you notice how he then runs into the woods with his arms just flailing? It's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he throws it and then he goes. <laughs> he just yeah. void bugs out of there. It's just yeah. Hilarious. So silly. Really dumb. Uh. Then we get into the really dumb stuff where, again, this should be a comedy, like a flat-out comedy. I know there's comedy elements, but, like, flat-out. Yeah. Because the yeah. cops find a VW bus. We see this. We now reveal that the same sheriff, the, the black sheriff from the 70s, is still working in the cop chase and yeah. as a sheriff. Doesn't look a day older. Um, and one of the cops Good who's genes. turned up has seen that Tanya has a trail of blood, so he starts following it. Then Super Cop comes to tell Heather, we take care of our own, so don't worry. We're going to take care of you. Um, but then uh, he pulls out a box of evidence, which is luckily labeled evidence 50 times all around it. Yeah. yeah. And just leaves it on the table in front of her. Um, and then she starts explaining about this guy who's was wearing a face, a human face. Um, and the, uh, yeah, then the mayor turns up and starts talking to the sheriff. And he says that he thinks it's going to be Jed Sawyer or Jebediah Sawyer. Um, the cop on duty then calls in saying that there is a trail of blood and the mayor overrules the sheriff and tells the cop to move on in and follow the trail of blood in the most stupid scene I think I've seen in this entire series and we've seen a lot yeah. of stupid scenes yep so the, the, the continuation let's ignore Heather for a second who looks for the you know what let's get her out of the way first she looks for the evidence box uh, finds out there's all these papers to the lynch mob she basically finds out everything we already know she finds out. Do we learn anything in here that we didn't know? No, there's just way too many shots of papers of people's names and what happened. Sunday, August nineteenth. What we saw in the opening section that the lynch mob are these people. That it's the mayor. That it's like all these blah blah blahs. Yeah. Um, and then she she sees that yeah the sheriff signed off on a case that happened. She sees the burning. We focus on words like massacre. You're meant to in this one scene get her changing from victim to fuck these guys. I'm a sawyer. That's what has to happen in this one scene. Yeah. Um, and then you see photos of her family all burnt up. And then she yeah, writes on one of the murderers and runs out of the room, basically. Yeah. Murderers. So that's her story in this. The much more fun bit <laughs> is this cop who's on his own. Yeah. They don't on screen at least call him for backup, do they? No. No. <laughs> Not no. at any it's point. It's just, well, they tell, at first they're telling him, don't go in the house. And he's like, I think I'm going to go in. I think I want to go. <laughs> no, and what's then his they're name? like, okay, fine, no, go what's in. What's his name? Tells him, don't do it. Yeah, the sheriff's saying no. And, and the then the mayor's like, yeah, go. Do it. And then they keep encouraging No, what's him. great is that the mayor says, it's hot pursuit. <laughs> yeah. And then he goes, I see blood. I think I'm going to follow it. And then, and, he and pulls then. Pulls out his eye. Yeah, and then the mayor says, give me visual. 
As if they just always do this. Yeah. So then the cop pulls out his phone with one hand, which he's using as a torch and a phone, like video, FaceTiming. Yeah. And then he's gone with his other hand. In like the same position, like the, the just flashlight. like crossed over. Because you would go like that. Oh. Like I the, presume because paranormal activity was just starting to happen, oh, we've got a frozen found footage in here somewhere. So I said that. No person in the right mind would compromise going into a situation like that. Hold one of your hands is taken over with a camera. Video, yep. Yeah, it's really stupid because I, I get it because you would hold the flashlight in one hand and the gun in the other and you brace it. But if you have you a stupid... Kill two birds with one stone. Yeah, Here, you, you look at this too. It's yeah. so dumb. Yeah, it's really stupid. And he's still saying what he's doing even yeah. though they can see what like, he's I'm doing. I'm following this trail. <laughs> I'm walking into the wine cellar. Oh, there's a trail <laughs> the, out here. The freaking... Uh, the mayor's saying, push it open. Proceed, officer. Hey, what, what's, what's, just, hey, what's in that door? Yeah. <laughs> what's behind that door? And then finally the cop's like, oh, I don't know about this, Bert. <laughs> yeah. He's like, keep going. It's ridiculous. Um, so, yeah, and then he gets to the basement and he's like, looks like some crazy catacombs. I'm getting a bad feeling here. It just keeps yeah. <laughs> walking yeah. through them. It's just the basement. It's not a catacomb. Um... And then he finds a back room which has bones, farm tools, a bed, costume, sewing, ladies' makeup, which pushes that's everything else. What? Everything else he can deal with, but ladies' makeup, he just goes, What a fruitcake. Yeah. <laughs> oh, like everything else is All fine. All of these, yep. Oh my god. Um, <sighs> and then he said, This is the most disturbing place I've ever been. <laughs> And then he find, when he finds a room where Leatherface butchers people, there's a really bad fake head for Trey songs. Yeah, it looks like oversized Barbie doll. And then they see the fridge, like the, you know, the, which was like the one from the original, which I guess they imported over from the burnt house. Yeah. Because uh, we've learned from the Crystal Skull that they don't, refrigerators don't die in explosions or fires. No. Yeah. Um, they don't do chainsaws. No. And then yeah, the mayor's just don't think, what's in there? What, what's in the fridge? Yep. <laughs> so he yeah. goes over to open it. And I have it written down here. This would all be fine if this was a comedy. Yeah. Uh, he opens it. Especially this part. Tanya bursts out. The cop shoots her in the head immediately. Yep. And then <laughs> he's like, but oh, oops. <laughs> they all go, oh, oh, shit. No, that's great. The sheriff swears and then immediate, the mayor immediately says, it's okay, it's okay. It didn't happen. <laughs> it didn't happen, yeah. Jeez. And Are we sure should... this one was not also meant to be a comedy? And then people went in post and they're like, never mind. It's not definitely, like, I mean, from one of the writers, there's so many writers on this, I think that's the problem. One of them definitely wanted, wanted it to be. Elements for sure. Um, but they're just not getting those beats right for it to be an enjoyable comedy. It's like, and the way the characters are acting doesn't really work with it. Um, and then the, the mayor immediately suggests that they go and burn the house down again. <laughs> yeah. He really. Which like you, he's not in there. <laughs> yeah, What is exactly. burning the house down gonna like, do? Let's finish this once and for all. It's like he's he just like, established. No, he's not there. You just. <laughs> so then the cop comes back upstairs, and then the cop is killed by Leatherface with a hatchet. Um. Not on Facetime anymore. No, I wrote down. This is like a big problem. This scene for me encapsulates a big problem with the movie, and what most of my problems are with the movie. Which is that you have two things going on here. You can't between her discovering information and the evidence and they're trying to make that thrilling. And then you have this cop going into the house and they're trying to make that thrilling. And they're both ostensibly fine ideas. Her looking for the evidence, not renting you, but you could have a cool revelatory thing in there that's great and exciting for us. Cutting that with him going through the house and the spooky things that happen could be really spooky. Yeah. And found footage thing while handled in a dumb way could have been really spooky. And they don't handle it well. And you can look at it one way. Okay, it's the acting, it's the directing, which it is. 
But on the other side of it, it's because we know all of this information. And yeah. it's also everything he is doing is new. Even if you've just, if this is the only one you've seen, you've pretty much pieced the family history together. So yeah. her side of it versus his side of it, hers is much so- shorter. Yeah. So every time you're flashing back to her, it's just showing like more words that you're like, I get it. I know what happened. I got it. I don't need to keep seeing this. Show me him discovering these creepy things in the house and but that's imagine, more interesting. But imagine how good and effective this scene would be if up until this point we didn't know that she was part of that family. Like we didn't yeah. have that burn on her chest yeah, that made it so obvious any of that stuff. And imagine if we didn't know what he was going to find in the basement because we hadn't actually seen down there yet or whatever, you know. Yeah. Like, like the only effective bit of the sequence is when he opens the fridge and she pops out because we yeah. didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. Everything else, you know exactly what he's going to find. And everything with her, you know exactly what she's going to find because we know it already. And as a viewer, we have to be on the, the same journey as our characters. And we're not. Yeah. We know more than both of them. Yeah. It would have been cool to not actually, once he takes out the, give me visual... We only just get the visual of what we see on the phone, you know? Yeah. And, like, it being kind of a shitty visual. with yeah. So, he would have to explain because it, it'd be too dark. You just see, like, his yeah. feet walking. Yeah, and he's just like, uh, there's a trail of blood. And, you know, shines down. And we could, like, see the trail of blood and stuff. And then it would be way more eerie. Yeah. But I like just, the footage they have where they're like, this is the... I don't remember which one it is, but they started off. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and then, and then her popping out would make it more effective because we'd be yeah. like, "Oh, what is behind it?" And then she'd pop up, and we'd all jump, and then the gun would and go you off. You only see what's in like the small yeah screen. Yeah, um, and you'd be like, "Oh, dang!" <laughs> yeah, we should okay, mention that she it. finds her mom and dad in a lynch mob photo as well. Yeah, because we didn't mention that. Um, adoptive parents. Yeah. <laughs> Heather then rings up her lawyer friend, Mr. Farnsworth. Um, oh, yeah. uh, and tells, he tells her to meet her at this bar Leatherface Leather starts licking his lips And cuts the cop's face off And definitely the most gruesome bit of the movie uh, While the cop is still alive And then he scratches out one person from his photo of killers That he has to kill And you're like oh this is kind of cool He's yeah. getting a list of people to kill Yeah I was like oh this. awesome And then we see in a reflection he has a beard He doesn't seem to have a messed up face No weird nose that's gone like Michael Bay's one yeah. He seems like a regular dude I think I mean it looks a little like slightly deformed under it, like, like a little, but not like yeah, not, not, not yeah, super obviously yeah. Um, and we now learn that he's sewing people's faces onto his face, yeah. uh, which I think is pretty great. Yeah, I like that. I was like, oh. <laughs> so when uh, Gunnar Hansen, the original Leatherface, read the script and it got to that bit and learned about this, he was just like, "That's brilliant!" Like he's like, "Why didn't we think to do that in the mm-hmm. first one?" That was something that he was like, "We should have done that originally because it makes much more sense." And him just putting them on like a toy that he becomes that face kind of thing. Yeah. Um, well, he's older now, so it makes sense. He's like, it didn't really stay the old. It's too yeah, wet. yeah no, to keep it's, moving around. It's too wet. <laughs> it's wet. Um, so yeah, I like I like this idea. I like this idea of okay, now he's tracking people down. He's become more vigilante, which is a bit weird. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's also sewing it in, so you're increasing both the horror and the sympathy at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And understanding he has a journey, like he has something he's trying to do. But meanwhile, on a soap opera bar set, uh, the Mr. Farnsworth is talking to Heather. This is the most ridiculous set. This looks so dumb. Yeah. Um, and he asks her immediately, did you not read the letter? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Twitch is like, like no, I oh, know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm a millennial, so. <laughs> um, I thought, can you I just text read. it to me? Is there an audio book? Is there a Twitter version of it? <laughs> because that'd be great. Um, 
And yeah, he says, the person in the basement. It's great, because he literally says, well, what the letter tells you. The person in the basement is Jebediah Sawyer. He's your cousin. Um, I never knew for sure until about four months ago when Verna presented him to me. <laughs> like at the presenting. Maybe he's been feeding Leatherface. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Hmm? Maybe he's he... been feeding Leatherface. Oh, yeah, yeah good point. Because he's like a sort of a house tent keeper. Yeah. House Just like dad. someone's got to look up yeah. for the dog. Um, so yeah, he says, he makes it clear he has the emotions of an eight-year-old. Um and he said, Verna, let uh, let her live with her. Yeah, oh, sorry, I'd written down, like, why yeah, the fuck would Verna let her live I with her? I think he was the me. keeper, because, like, the food that was on the plate didn't look like it was rotted crazy. Yeah, it wasn't molded. Yeah, so it's, you know, got to be a day old. Yeah. 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 Uh, but for me, you have, like, a very key thing here where he says, look, you have to understand, the last time Jeb let a girl get away, his whole family died. Yeah. Now, as a repercussion of that one girl getting away, all the police came and killed his entire family. So from his eight-year-old brain... Like, you can't let people get away. Yeah. yeah. Which makes perfect sense. Yeah, which I think is great. Like, I like this law they're setting up and the way they're explaining his mindset is everything I need to see him be a killer and get yeah. on board with that and be happy yeah. to watch him like Jason finally in terms of, yeah, let's just watch him kill stupid teens who are doing stupid things yeah. or whatever. Because it made sense uh, why he killed everyone out or killed everyone so far is that they were intruding. Uh, he probably thinks it's the people to come to finish the job of killing his entire family yep um the first kids that he killed was people intruding in his house but then of course it got crazy he had a crazy cousin it wasn't really it wasn't really his fault it was like the cook and the hitchhiker yeah yeah they were the ones really enjoying it more yeah Yeah. and he was just like ooh, and they're like oh dude gotta do it yeah but let's be clear you go back to that first one it is nightmare fuel yeah this one is a reserved patient yeah. like quiet, yeah. quiet get a better mentor person. yeah 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 no he's definitely chilled out he's not the same character whatsoever yeah and yeah. you can give that to time sure um but yeah it's just, it is difficult it's very very muddled what they're trying to do with him because it's like you can't like it what what would you do with sequels and people just want to keep turning up at the house and he wants to kill them like the whole time because they're in his house yeah. how long does that sympathy from us extend to at the moment it extends in this one because there's a lot of assholes who killed his family yeah yep which for me I don't like any of them because I don't like they're just middle aged stupid stereotypes yeah. which don't work for me they're the worst part of the movie for me uh, the yeah Bernie and what's his name Ernie Ernie and Bernie Ernie <laughs> yeah. Bernie Bert Bert and Ernie they're the worst <laughs> part of this movie for me um, but and speaking of which the man then shows up in a bar and starts pushing people over because that's how you get elected yep it's like I rule like, oh that mayor uh, the mayor's friend then tries to like run over in a car basically and she cuts him and then runs and then Scott Eastwood turns up and he's so, very cool about it all like yeah come, come the back seat. he's like yeah sure just get in it's just fine why um, would that yeah. I don't, I why just... would that not be a red flag <laughs> yeah never like, get in because he's so back? handsome we were just flirting I can sit up front with you he's yeah so I would never sit in the back seat we know from J.R. Butler she might give you roadhead yeah <laughs> Letter in the front. Yeah, later. She okay. might give you road. I yeah. Any cops is like, yeah. I'm like, nope. I'm not getting the back seat. I'll no. Not, I'll just I go on foot. I want to be able to open my own door and jump yeah. out if I need to. I do not trust Let me in the front. Yeah. Yep. Or, or the windows down the entire time. But she's running. She's frantic. You know, you gotta give these give these things some leeway. But yes, absolutely. You're not, you're not getting the back seat. Uh, particularly with the way he's acting yeah and then he immediately tells her he's told by the mayor to take her to slaughterhouse and then he turns to be like really dramatic to her as he says it as he turns to her he's like yeah sure thing 
dad <laughs> and just like looks at her with a smile on his face like you like the twist yeah like, surprise come, come on it's like we're watching a bad 90s ripoff of scream at this point yeah. like, daddy he's <laughs> <laughs> uh, my real dad but he's my dad what i do love is leatherface is, is meanwhile doing control on da damage control he's like pushing the cop's car to a hiding place he's just taking care of business yeah. and then he hears the walkie-talkie go off and here's where they have to go and he and his brain said at this point because he doesn't know who she is, is oh I still I've still got to kill that fucker. I so forgot. He's like yeah. He then just goes to this barn that he knows of, and that's when you really see he's very cogent. Yeah. He listens to that. He knows the geography. Knows where to go. Yeah, and he was really smart of how to answer. And he just went. Yeah, clicked even it. though God knows when has he left that last left that house. Yeah. Like how often would you let him out to roam the countryside? Right. So how he knows what that like? I mean, I know the slaughterhouse was in their family so i guess he remembers where it is but yeah and they're probably not changing stuff in that town too often yeah that's true yeah that's true. i think the slaughterhouse is open again but again would be hilarious he suits up with his best tie and chainsaw. yeah <laughs> another comedy bit <laughs> it would be so funny and it's just like yeah everyone's watching <laughs> see what you <laughs> Meanwhile, the sheriff is looking yeah. at a is working for the weekend. That <laughs> <laughs> would be a great comedy. Just didn't happen. Why don't we just make this a comedy? This is what I'm saying. Trey Parker and Matt Stone need yeah. to get on this and make it a musical. Yeah. He's yeah. so good. No, I still think Phil Lord and I still think the Cloud of Meatballs guys. Because Trey Parker, <laughs> they just make it so over the top. Yeah. Yeah. I want like a good middle ground. Or do like even we'll the Zombie Land style. Or yeah. Some of that stuff. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, the sheriff is looking at a computer screen to see where they're heading with a little blip from his little police cars on the screen. <laughs> we got our super GPS here watching. Uh, or we got, was it? What? It wasn't Google Maps. It was MapQuest. Oh, my oh, God. Right. Like, listen, here they're going. So we're <laughs> using MapQuest. Uh, Heather, meanwhile, so realizing, obviously, that Eastwood is, is the son of, of the mayor, she says, you know what? I thought you were pretty cute. <laughs> And then she so goes, so you're stupid. a Hartman, she huh? She clearly did not. No. She goes, so you're a Hartman? He goes, yep. So she stabs through one of those little holes. He goes, I'm a Sawyer. And you're like, oh, great. You're crazy now. That's what happened All in that one scene. You're now crazy. Now she hates the police, dude. She's very millennial. Fuck the police. Fuck the police. Uh, he takes her anyway to Slaughterhouse, strings her up, and her shirt pops open. <laughs> her legs aren't strapped, but and for some reason she doesn't. Yeah. What happened to her bra? You want to know what happened in this scene? Yes. Are you sure? Yeah, I do. I'm buying time as I scroll through my notes because I know what happened, but I want to make sure I get it right. Um, so, yeah, Alexandra Dario has a rule in her contracts that she won't appear naked in films. Uh, she will do a nude seed for a TV show if it pays really well. That's True Detective when she gets the boobs out. Yeah. Um, but on this film, so it seems weird. We haven't really talked much yet about the acting. How do you feel about Alexandra Dario in this movie? Whatever, it's not mm. like super phenomenal, but I mean, kind it's... of indifferent. Okay, yeah, it's just. I, I think know. she's actually awful in this movie. I think she's really, really bad. It's just vanilla, and she's so distractingly weird looking with the blue eyes and little midriff. There's like you don't a seem like a real person. Shadow. Yeah, yeah, just very put a, made up and just. I was like, just confused the entire time. I was like, "What's your relationship? See your roommate still? <laughs> well, he's dead now, so you, yeah. so you don't even worry about yeah. that." Um, she was really committed in this film like she really gave a lot to it 
Um, and she offered to film this scene where she's strapped up with no top on, completely naked, and her boobs out for the entire scene. Um, and the producers were like, decided it would be too gratuitous, so they didn't do it. Clearly not knowing what their audience is, because I guarantee you this film would have made more money if that scene was in it. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah. A um, lot of people would have been like, yo, let's go see it. Let's see it. This is my fourth time seeing it, bro. <laughs> Guaranteed. People would watch this movie like a million times. Um, but so there's two things playing in here like one was the heat so she wouldn't wear the bra a lot because of heat when she was doing running stuff she would but then it got really hot so she'd take it off when she wasn't doing running stuff in this scene it was originally yeah like I said she was meant to be completely topless basically for it um, but then they worked around it and obviously solid taped it to her boobs because she could shake it around a lot and they never yeah, pop out really. they're just like damn it she's really trying to get a it's such really a weird thing get nipples out. that the producers <laughs> Behave, are like actress. we want everyone to look super sexy but mm-hmm. no 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 don't no, no don't take your boobs out why would you no <laughs> I want it to, I, I'm telling to take it out look we don't want to force you to take your boobs out so don't take your boobs out <laughs> but I want to take them out they're really look, hot <laughs> look I understand and but sweaty. too many boobs it's not going to sell tickets. <laughs> we, we don't want to make money. from horror. <laughs> Look, we're trying not to make a lot of money here. <laughs> You're going to screw us over, all right? We're making a she tasteful film. even done film. True Detective. This would have been her first one. <coughs> wow. Wow. Um, but because of that is why it fucks up all the continuity. It does. And also, it's stupid. It made more sense if her boobs were just out. It would have been like, oh, he's a pervert. Got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah because of Ronnie like she had to have it on at some point so they don't disguise it well so there's a very weird continuity between having a bra and having it off when and it she's needs running to be with her shirt that's scene. only buttoned twice and then the second it pops up you're like there's a black bra on you yeah okay. and it would be fine if we didn't have the scene where it really shows oh so there's no bra that yeah. she's wearing clearly yeah. but because they clearly show that then it's yeah. all fucked up yeah it, I think also it makes sense why they're just like oh, if we if she, we do the boob thing we're gonna have to pay her that ridiculous amount of money for that, and then the scenes to follow after, which is her running a lot with the without a t-shirt, yeah, and then coming back without a t-shirt. Yeah, no, completely. Yeah, it makes sense. So makes sense. they're just like, we, can't. yeah, you're gonna be there completely topless. We're gonna need a shirt, man. <laughs> you're gonna cost us the rest of production. And we can only shoot <laughs> one more scene after this. Um, really clever girl. She's like, yeah, I'm super down. I'm super down to have my boobs out, like. I'll just whip them out. <laughs> that, that was the rest of the movie. Can you imagine? Because that's the problem when you're writing a script. You're like, oh, now this has happened. Yeah, where did, where did, how do you resolve that? If the rest of the movie was just so completely topless, it would be yeah. so weird. I mean, it would make sense though. She would run out boobless. I mean, boobless. boobless. <laughs> <laughs> Shirtless. She was the opposite of boobless. This is how it would have been. It would have been she, you know, runs out. And then she's like, you know, covering them and then turns around to go back in and then she picks him. It would be a badass like visual. She's like topless and pick pitchforks yeah. that dude and then takes his like whatever. Maybe he's wearing a shirt thing. Yeah. 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 There you go. Him. That would have been awesome. But that's like two. Well, she takes scenes. it off him as he's like trying to hold on to her before he falls in. Uh, I'm skipping ahead here, but like she yeah. would just grab it and rip it off him and then he'd fall die. Oh, you're talking about that off. guy. Yeah. 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 So she's just like. Still, well, Leatherface is like protective of her, Sunny, when he realizes who she is and puts like his thing over her or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that'd be nice. Anyway, that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> there yeah. are no nipples. Uh, Mayor Burt and Ernie show up. Uh, Leatherface also shows up. He's about to kill her when he sees a scar. He realizes that she's one of his family, touches her boob. Yeah, um, which makes more sense that she should have been shirtless so yeah. you could have yeah. seen the scar. That's 
Um, then he frees her. And then in come Bert and Ernie and start beating him up. This is a really weird way to see Leatherface. You've never seen him before. You're like, okay, this is clearly now. He is the victim. Yeah. And these guys are the a-holes. Needed two people to make it even, though. Yeah. I have it written down here, Heather funds, but she doesn't. Heather runs. Uh, and then she's <laughs> suddenly wearing a bra. And she's about yeah. to leave, but then turns back because she can hear what they're doing to her cousin. How dare they? They get a he chain. He may have killed my friends, but... <laughs> <laughs> Don't get me started. <laughs> they get a chain and wrap it around his neck, and then they turn on the meat grinder. Yeah. Uh, Heather comes back and stabs Ernie in the in the stomach with a pitchfork, saying, "You remember me? That's a <laughs> line. You were literally here ten seconds yes. ago. <laughs> yeah. I just saw you. Oh boy. I see you've put a bra on. Um, but then the sheriff turns up <laughs> to be ineffectual in yet another scene <laughs> where he does nothing. He walks on, then he walks off. Literally. He just walks there, stands there with his gun pointed out, Heather then throws a chainsaw to Leather and says, do your thing, cuz. Um, and then he frees himself and duels with the mayor, cutting the guy's feet off, which is pretty cool. Yeah, that was... And then I, I actually, I really like Achilles. how... He cut his yeah, Achilles. He He's like, take that, Achilles. Yeah. Now, this is a really dumb scene. The set looks really dumb. This meat grinder they clearly just throw it in, made out of cardboard. It doesn't look cool. Yeah. But I do really like Leatherface is like scaring him into backing into the grind. He just like sparks it on the floor. Yeah. And the guy just keeps like crawling back with his fucked up feet. Um, and then the sheriff keeps saying he's going to shoot him. Then he doesn't because Heather keeps turning him. Don't, Don't shoot, shoot him. him. Like, okay, I'll just watch him grind this guy. <laughs> he's like, I'll watch him grind the mayor. But he seems to hate the mayor. Cause, yeah, you know, who likes the mayor? He's kind of an asshole. He pushes people in the bar. Yep. What a dick. Um, so then Leather cuts his arms off so he can't hold on and the guy disappears into hands the grinder, a grinder with Sharknado style visual effects. Yeah, he cuts his hands off yes. and he goes, and he says, mm. I guess I could give you a hand. <laughs> he does not say that. <laughs> Pretty sure. Oh, also, when, when they're in the house and the guy sees all the bodies, the cop, the first cop, yeah. there's a scene where uh, Kenny's like sawed in half, but you can see the mess up on the uh, CG. It like moves. Oh, really? Yeah. Because oh. I think it's, it's you know, half of the frame is gone. Yeah, yeah. And you just, his left hand, I guess, dips into the other frame. <laughs> so it like pops around. I'm like, holy shit, this Dude, is amazing. This CG here, I haven't noticed it that bad in a lot of the film, but this CG is horrible. Yeah, it's him going into his meat grinder. just laughing. Yeah, that was bad. really yeah. bad. I was like, oh, yeah. This um, is great A. And then the sheriff throws back his line at him from 20, no, 38 years ago. He yeah. says, can't get around the good book, but... Mm. <laughs> yeah, sick burn. Because, you know, Bible kills yeah. people. Yeah. And then he just fucks up and leaves. And just he says, clean this up. Clean up this mess. <laughs> I'm like, wow. How the hell did you stay sheriff if all the people that hated you oh, got in higher positions? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Meanwhile, Heather and Leather, um, who are now tuckered out. Yeah, it's like um, a Bonnie and Clyde, Heather and Leather. Heather and Leather. Uh, also, where'd Scott Eastwood go? Yeah, he just disappeared. Yeah, no, he's gone. His he dad's gets dismissed dead. and then just never turns up again for the yeah. rest of the movie. The rest of the movie, I was like, this isn't over because he's still around and he's going to come. I think that's what number two her. was probably going to be. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he stuck it out. They're, they both stuck it out. So they head back to the house and she cleans him up. And this sort of touching scene, I guess, where he's looking at her suspiciously, but whatever. And then she goes to like touch his mask, and he's like, "No, yeah. no, 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 you don't no, want to do that." <laughs> I'm ridiculously <laughs> handsome under this. <laughs> he probably looks so good under it. He's like, "No, no, no, I don't want to get incestual." You can't There's control no yourself. He's like, "If I take this mask off, 
you're gonna want sex on this kitchen D. table. <laughs> yeah, that would be the comedic. Myself no more incest. That would be the comedy version be. of it. Like it's just Chris Pratt under that. Just <laughs> like he wears a leather face because if he doesn't, then people just want to want his D. Want his what a D. rough life. Want his. Yeah. Uh, Yes, but so he shuffles off to his basement, which I find adorable. Which is, I'll mm. go back to my home, my butler room. Yeah, um, shuts himself in there as well. And then she decides to finally open the fucking letter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, late. it's, it's kind of it's doesn't it's, matter by now. And we get yeah flashback to uh, her grandmother, played like I said by the lady played Sally. Her real name, uh, she learns her real name. Sorry, Heather's real name is Edith Rose Sawyer. Edith, an old grandma person's name. Yeah. Leather then scratches off another face on this picture, but he still has plenty more there to go through. And yeah. he's about to shut himself away. Sorry. He doesn't actually quite do it. When Heather comes down and uh, clears up his old food tray, clearly showing, I'm going to be looking after you now because I don't care that you killed my friends, yeah. my potential boyfriend slash roommate slash gay buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever he was. And the yeah. other gay buddy. And my girlfriend who was like cheating on me and God knows how many other people. Yeah. Doesn't give a shit. Um, and then we get some weird voiceover from the grandmother just saying, now it's your time to what? what? Just look over the house? Like, yep. to what? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a proper Jason moment. There is a post credit scene in this film where her parents then turn up excited to see her at the house because she's now got some money, uh, pretending to love her, and Leatherface just comes straight out with the chainsaw. Yep. <laughs> you didn't get it. Yeah. Um, and that is it this was a long podcast it was oh boy Sorry. we're already at like two hours ten minutes <laughs> apologies if you're still listening yeah who would think you could talk this long about texas chainsaw 3d yeah but there were a lot of facts about it and i still have a few more to get through very quickly i'm afraid okay uh, which might interest you might not it interests me <laughs> so yeah they did indeed intend like i said to make six more of these films they have moldy picture deals sealed and the producer says it very proudly very proudly. He's such a typical producer when he wants to make We've got six movies like, locked in. We're making indie things. Things are really tough. Here's a sexy <laughs> lady standing next to me. Like, just all this dumb producer stuff. And he's like, we want multi-picture deals with Leatherface, Alexa, Scott Eastwood, Tom Derry, and Richard, the guy who played, yeah, the, the lawyer guy. Yeah. So they had a whole, they had five people they were intending to bring back. Scott Eastwood was one of them for sure. Now we're going to continue him then being the, like, evil fucking new sheriff of the town. Yeah. Leatherface probably trying to like tick off the other people on his list or whatever and working with her for vengeance. Who knows? Who knows? They never really said what they were planning to do. Could have been like a Terminator situation. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But it never happened. It didn't do well enough for them to make the sequels that they intended to do. Another failed attempt for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre (laughs) reboot. It's because you didn't show boobs, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. She tried. She's like, I know how to save this. Just trust (laughs) me. At least the power of my boobies. Uh, Marilyn Burns, who played Verna in this and played Sally in the original, uh, she did two films within a year, this and Butcher Boys, uh, which I think is, is that like a different one? Uh, they were her first movie roles in 28 years. Wow. Been a long time. Uh, and this film was shot in July and August 2011, but it stayed shelved until January 2013 because uh, it didn't want to run into competition from Silent Hill, Revelation 3D, Sinister, Paranormal Activity 4, and Taken 2, all which were coming out. Taken 2. Yeah. Oh, big movies. That's so crazy. Uh, like I already said, this was Gunnar Hansen's final film. who sadly died on November the 7th in 2015, age 68 from pancreatic cancer. Um, and yeah, I, I, I'll tell you the only other dumb little thing that I learned. 
in the making up of this, which actually interested me. There's a lot of smoke in the air in this, you know, explaining how when you put smoke in the air on a film set, it gets in people's lungs, it's really bad for you. Yeah. So they said what they do is they crush up walnuts and then use the dust of walnuts in the air, which they said still isn't great for you, but it's better than the smoke you normally oh, use. no one has a nut allergy. Yeah. Oh, you mean dust? Yeah. Yeah. They use yeah. crushed walnuts. But I said what's great about crushed walnuts is you set them on fire and they also make a great smoke, a plume of smoke. Oh, so you can cool. go between dust in the air to plume of smoke. Easy. I know... I know uh, there's sometimes they use like a cocoa powder mix or whatever. Oh, do they? Yeah. Nice. Like that'd a cocoa be, that'd be more flour. Delicious. Yeah. But then you're just like blowing out. Because I had that once and I was like, what is this? And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's like a cocoa, whatever dust. Don't like, worry about it. Okay. I don't worry. So, yep. That was Texas Chainsaw 3D. Uh, didn't do as well as they wanted. They didn't get to make another one for four years this year, 2017. Um, Here we go. Now it is. I have to say, the new one is by the same producers. Um, so they did retain no the rights, books. I believe. Um, and they're, But they're doing this whole different story here, which clearly is not following on from this whatsoever. It really does break my heart when you see how eager they all are and they all think it's going to be this yeah. big franchise. Um, now, I just looked up New Image um, films, films, and it really explains me a lot about this movie because they started in 96 uh, with this film called Danger Zone. I know them from the 1999 to 2004 shark attack movies, which were at the time the only shark films you could get, and they were awful. <laughs> this was way before Sharknado and stuff. They did the Day of the Dead remake, then they did Rambo, um, they did The Expendables, they did Conan the Barbarian, which was directed by Marcus Nispel, who did the original remake, and then they've done those Olympus Has Fallen and London Has Fallen movies, oh, yeah. um, and then they've just got out now the number one film this week, The Hitman's Bodyguard. <laughs> Uh, which makes me worried because they're also doing the new Hellboy, Rise of the Blood Queen. Oh. Um, yeah, they make tacky movies, <laughs> basically. So, two things from you guys. Let's deal with first things first. Ali, hmm. it's a different type of Texas Chainsaw film. You've asked for some sympathy for him a few times before. Yes. Then you said you got too much explanation. Got a little bit got. that I enjoyed when he takes his mask off and you see it looks like he lost his nose in a... Mm-hmm. Some sort of burn accident which in is, the previous reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which I liked, and I was like, I would like more of those things. But then you got too much explanation and then it in the was beginning. Way too much that you didn't like. It was too much explanation, and it was unnecessary explanation. Yeah. Like the things that I wanted them to address were the opposite of what they actually addressed. I did not give a shit how he lost his teeth. Doesn't matter to me. All of the stuff they explained was also kind of contradictory and just didn't really make sense. So then I was like, you know what? Kind of happier just having the burned nose and let's just ignore this one. And you always said that you want a comedy. And even though some of the others we found funny, I feel this yep. was arguably the most purposeful comedy. You can see where they're trying to be funny in the other ones. And, okay. then, you can, and then you can see where they're like... You're, this was not but I think funny, satirical. I think you thought this was really cool, but... I, f- I feel like the others, when they've tried to be funny, it's just satire yeah. humor. Whereas this, I feel when it was trying to be funny, it was just a dumb humor. It wasn't. There's nothing smart. I don't think they're saying anything about Texas right. or about politics. <laughs> anything. In, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel there's nothing satirical going on in this movie. The comedy's yeah. just dumb. Yeah. Um, but none of them have gone full-fledged comedy. No, they have not. None of them have like come out and said, this is a comedy. No. Nor can they, like, that. So given that, Ali, how do you feel about Texas Chainsaw 3D? I feel mixed. I This is the first one that all of the other ones, we like most of these are really, really bad. But the first 30 minutes 
there's potential and they're good. This is the first one that I've been like, eh, I'm not interested. The second they got into the carnival, I was really excited because it was finally something different. And I was mm. like, they are finally taking Leatherface to a public place where people are going to be confused about whether or not he is a serial killer or part of the fair. And that's exciting to me. Um, I, the characters are, the main characters are better than they are in a lot of them. I still don't care that much about them just because I don't believe their relationships. Mm-hmm. And they don't really... A lot of things get set up that there's never follow-through on. And that, that was frustrating for me. Um, I do like that she... You kind of have this twist at the end where all of a sudden you are rooting for Leatherface and you're like, yeah, kill the bad guys. They're bad too. But then I wish they had still acknowledged that he also just killed all of her friends and he has killed people in the past and... It would have been like really awesome and heartbreaking and kind of understandable at the same time if the sheriff had actually shot him after he killed Bert and just had Heather like conflicted and crying and not really understanding how to take it. Yeah. I think that would have been cool. An emotional response. Yeah. Yeah. Would Instead you of just all of a sudden, she's like, you know what? I don't care about any of them. I hated Here them anyway. Go. Do your thing, cuz. Totally cool with this. I'm going to give up my life yep. and my artwork that I have back home. Yeah. And I'm just going to take care of you now and not have any friends. It's the only family she has, though. It's just not. I and don't no buy income. any of it. Because, Blurs. oh, hang on. He did say other assets would be coming your way at the beginning, then he was insinuate to you'll be getting an income. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I never assumed like money would be a problem. I just assumed yeah, right. she's giving up her entire life that she's grown up with yeah, yeah. just to now be mother to Leatherface. And I don't buy that at all. Well, yeah. you know, not everyone can be mother of dragons, all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, do you recommend? I think if you like the first one and the Bay reboot, yeah it's it's the worst of the three okay but if i'm i'm not crazy about it if you're like tell me your favorite ones this wouldn't i wouldn't be like you have to watch this one it's really cool okay there's not enough in it that i'm like it's worth it for these reasons i guess that's a good question though it's like do you feel since this is trying to be the follow-up the true follow-up to the first one do you feel you can just watch the first one on this one does that work like if you can imagine ignoring everything we've been through on this journey <laughs> and you just end that first one with him swinging around doing the dance can you and can then you come to this no can you heather this right now to me you can't it's, heather it. they're so drastically different yeah can you heather it yeah you just gotta forget about the past yeah i think that'd be a hard jump to make unless you're you go in really understanding they're like imagine this happened in 1974 and we are now in 2013 mm-hmm. like, he's had a lot of time if you can go in acknowledging that maybe yep but i don't know okay anything else you want to say you good mm, i'm good justin listen yes. to john r butler music yeah that's all i have <laughs> this to is say the biggest plug for his music what, i hope he gets attention <laughs> what i uh, recommend is john r butler and good job that's my that's all i have to say <laughs> Um, yeah, I uh, wrote a poem. Uh, <laughs> the cow was named Henry Moo. His black and white demeanor said a lot, too. Well, he didn't say much, but he ate a lot of grass. One time, my friend Allie tried to pet him, and she fell on her ass. That's me. It's a true story. True story. 
How do you feel about Texas Chainsaw 3D? Didn't you get it from my poem? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so-so, you know. <laughs> Just, there was no actual thing preventing her from reading the damn fucking letter. <laughs> so that really bothers me. I, I hook on to certain details and I can't shake it. Because I'm just like, come on, come on. That one thing would have changed everything. Yeah. If she would have tried to read and they're like, hey, what did you come? Oh, check this out. And she's like, oh, I want to see all this cool stuff. And like, put it aside. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Instead, no. Um, and there's like a lot of other factors too. Um, <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely... I liked how they tried to make you know Leatherface more of like a Jason type and I, I like that more especially for horror films I'm just tired of watching horror films where like oh there's just a person killing so I'm like okay well there's only one thing that's gonna happen everyone's just gonna die mm-hmm. um, whereas this you know like Jason you're like oh well you know I want them to kind of die but they might not die and um, yeah the killing was just like boom boom we're just going for it um, what they did with the hitchhiker was clever, I think. Um, still, the main characters are still on that stupid level. Mm-hmm. Where there's just, um, and I did definitely like that carnival thing. I was like, oh shit, he's in the yeah. real world now. He's in the future. Yeah, they should have spent more time there. That'd yeah. Cool. Um, the the little elements that they had to make him more, I guess you know, for us to care about him uh, was cool. Like. You know, him being alone, him picking out his uh, dead grandma's body and yeah. shit. I was like, oh, man, that's actually a little bit of little sadness. Oh, you want me to wrap this up? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'll be checking something I'm um, worried about. Uh, yeah, just those kind of things. Like, it was it was his house. He wasn't going out killing people anymore because he matured. Mm. Um, yeah, I'm just, like, iffy about it. It was like, you know, some stuff was stupid, awesome. but it was entertaining. I thought it was very. I thought it was entertaining. Okay, would you recommend it, people? Uh, I don't know, because it it's a 3D movie, and you can see all the the reasons why the visuals kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, which is disappointing. I don't know if I'd actually recommend it. I think it, actually. Yeah. Well, it's about to be generous. <laughs> you know, I actually would say yeah, because it's kind of a cool follow-up um to the first one i i mean watching that and then just jumping to this 2013 like ali said it's kind of like a huge huge uh leap but if you watch that then michael bay maybe another one like the vigo and Mm -hmm. you know matthew mcconaughey (laughs) i think it'll prepare you for this one to uh to you know at least try to connect it because they try to do something more with Leatherface rather than like, oh, we're gonna make this only a comedy and stuff, mm-hmm. which the comedy element was totally lost. Which I'm waiting for that comedy. The musical. Yeah. Still waiting for that comedy. So God, they needed to do a musical. It would be hilarious if it was a musical comedy. Yeah. 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 So that's my thing. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm really confused with this movie because I still feel the same way now as I did, before, like my muddled memories from when I watched it four years ago yeah. or whatever. Like I, it's I have a lot of fun with this movie because 
just stupid base things like it does have some production value like 20 million dollars in this like it's not on screen like michael bates one they could have done a lot more with 20 million dollars yeah <laughs> for starters one of the best bits in this movie unfortunately is where a lot of money must have gone building that house at the beginning to get that right yeah. you know yeah um and getting like some of the cast of the garden just stupid things like that like but it's 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 a bad film again like it really is and i get fed up of ending all these with like look the first thing you've learned this is bad like the acting is bad the yeah. writing is bad the characters don't make any sense the direction in this is mediocre um but okay but certainly not great in any way yeah. i really wish it had been shot in 2d i'd be interested how much better yeah it look in 2d it would have been sick um but I really do like what they're trying to do with Leatherface. My problem is just, I don't know if it can be done. I think that's my thing. It's like, what they seem to want him to be, and what I want him to be, I don't know if you can do it. Because you pull him in that way of sympathy, and it's, again, it's not like Jason. It's Jason's so simple. He drowned as a little boy when counselors were off having sex because they didn't notice, you know, he was bullied because he was a mongoloid, and then he drowned. These are their words, not mine. And then he drowned in the lake. <laughs> If you were in trouble for this stuff on podcasts, it's like you're using the literal words from the film. So like this. And he drowned in a lake because of negligence from the counselors off having sex and doing drugs. So then when he comes back, they killed his mother and they're still doing having sex and doing drugs. So it just make that's all you need. You're done. Anything he does to kill anybody who strolls on the drug and does that stuff, do it. You know, you're with him. And like we said before, the reason why it works, even though they're bad movies, is you're both with him and with your leads. And that's the key thing. You've got to be with both of them. You know, you, you're happy whatever happens, really. And the problem I've had with a lot of Texas films is I'm never with any of them. Yeah. This one's the closest I've been, probably. Like, I'm with Leatherface in this. I think he is the more the hero in this. But I'm sort of with the others as well. I'm not really. Um, but, you know, they're okay. You know, they'll, they'll do a stupid fodder. But I think the problem is then they bring in this whole... They decide they need another lot of people, which are the baddies from town who are a bunch of stupid yokels with really bad acting and dialogue. Mm. I don't need any of them. Like, that for me is just really stupid. I get why they want it to make sense from a narrative point of view. I like it in the beginning. But even if it was like they're kids or something, you know? Even like keep it in that teenage bracket that works well for these kind of movies, you know? They make a point of focusing on it, like young adults in, in the newspaper clippings. Then keep it on young adults because that's what works for the slasher movies. And then have, you know, people at the school there or whatever and Leatherface in this basement. I don't care, like, whatever. Like, but having Leatherface go up against these teens could have been a fun movie for me um, with this. And there are elements of it that I do have fun with. I just, I don't think it can be what it wants to be. And I don't, I don't know if any Leatherface film can. That's what worries me. If they had added in, like, just him going to the grave and, like, okay. freaking out. Yeah, I would and, like, love that. digging, like, seeing him frantically digging her out. And then carrying her up the stairs and setting a drink next, like anything as simple as that, where you're like, oh, yeah, the basic. Or even, like, or even you don't that dramatic. Just even just that. him standing there looking at which they had, but then the next shot is him just walking slowly up the stairs holding her. You know, just yeah. something really, just even that, just that one extra shot would have really changed the dynamics yeah. of yep. this film. Um, and it's something with Jason. Like my favorite bits with Jason are like Freddy versus Jason where freddy goes into his dreams and you see in jason's dreams he's just walking and it's these beautiful shots of him just walking around his lake looking sad and he's carrying this carcass over his shoulder and he doesn't look happy about it it's just like this is what i do and then he carries it back to his house that's underneath the water in his dreams and stuff and he just seems really sad and poetic and cool yeah. uh, but it's sort of scary at the same time and he just let a face need something like that if they're going to do this with him Again, I just don't know if it was... I don't know if it's sustained. I don't know if the reasons they're trying to give you for, oh, this is why he's pissed off, he lets yeah. someone get away. I don't know if it's enough. Um, but I'm interested for them to keep trying. Like, I never liked this series, and I will say here with us next week going into the new one, 
for the first time ever i'm actually like well i'm interested like what they do like i want to see yeah. what they do now with this um and it is definitely different what's happening next week with the teenage leatherface and on the run teenage sounds like the other devil sounds like jokes. they're gonna play teenage wasteland <laughs> <laughs> probably will yeah um they would be the 80s then if he's a teenager would yeah no no wait 70s still because he's a grown man oh yeah good point before that 60s yeah 60s would i recommend this movie to regular people no um (laughs) in the context of this franchise yes i would it doesn't mean it's great i think in many ways it's worse than a lot of the others but for whatever reasons it it works for me better for sure Uh, i think mostly just because of leatherface and i don't actually think this guy is a good leatherface to be honest i think i think he's too sympathetic like i like i look at his eyes and he seems too nice and too much just like a normal person like yeah, I, feel like sweater on. I missed a bit of wildness in there when he's chasing them and stuff like he seems too cogent um, i like if they call him an eight-year-old boy i want to see that a little bit more rather than just the sulky eight-year-old boy which the i want to see like the playful one. He's, he's emo he is he, he's more he's, yeah. get, he's got his red sweater christmas sweater on <laughs> yeah. he's got his colorful knitting yarns um well, there you go that's the texas chainsaw 3d we did it our longest podcast yeah probably i don't know how i don't know how it happened but it did uh next week we'll be back with a final for now anyway in a few years time we might be back here again the three yeah. of us because we have a blood pact on these franchises yeah no matter where we are no oh, matter wait. how much we hate each other we get back gonna to be you. another friday the 13th movie yeah there's many one this year so we gotta come back we'll, we'll bring the gang back i was gonna make a chainsaw sound but it's not a (laughs) December yeah until then if you can head over to iTunes and type in we are geeks then you'll get our channel geeks is our weekly topical uh, news uh, podcast where we talk about video games and films that goes up every single Tuesday but you can also get all of our horror channel retrospectives including Friday 13 to Nightmare on Elm Street we're doing Child's Play right now we're going to invasion of the body snatchers Um, and then we're going to some more fun ones next year including Halloween uh, we've also done non-horror ones like Danny Boyle and uh, uh, Star Wars. It's about to happen as well. Beautiful. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some are less sleepy than this as well. Yeah. And some don't go on for two and a half hours. Long, um, ones. Long ones, they'll get you. <laughs> they really do. Um, but yeah, if you can subscribe, if you can leave a comment, if you can spread it around, let people know about it, please. It does help us. Treat us like the virus and it follows. Sexually transmit <laughs> us to all of your friends. So people if now we will it. find you and kill you. Exactly. <laughs> we won't. Yeah, but. <laughs> but we won't run. No. Just walk really slow. And we'll, pa- nev- we'll never do our post shirts, we promise. Yeah. yeah. Um, you can also head over to We Are Tessellate, which is our publisher. We Are Tessellate with two S's, two L's. We're a production company based out of London, LA, and Tokyo. And we just made a first feature film called Starfish. And you can learn all about it there on our website and on the social medias, which you can link out to from wearetessellate.com. Uh, and also wearegeeks.com, which will bring you through to all of the stuff. You can talk to us. We're going to have a forum up at some point as well. So if people want to chat with us, they can. Uh, Justin's looking perplexed. You didn't know that. <laughs> Uh, and you can follow me if you want to on any social medias as Mr. Al White and you can play video games with me mostly Friday the 13th right now as Mr. Al White on the Xbox Justin I-T-S-R-A-D-L-E-Y it's Radley there it is alright 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 <laughs> Allison Holland you can find me on Instagram as Ali Sue we'll be back next week until then <laughs> why are you laughing <laughs> We are out. Geeks. Geeks. Bye. Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> Who you think of?
Do your thing. Do your cause. thing, cuz. <laughs>